You are about to witness history in the making. And welcome to another Pop Culture Gamers podcast. It's episode 46. I'm your host for this evening, Steve, and alongside me is Hayden as usual. How are you doing, pal? I'm not doing too bad, thanks, Steve. It's been a little while, hasn't it, I think? We don't we haven't had a lot of chat recently, so it feels like it's been an age. Yeah, it does. Uh we're just playing very different games nowadays. That's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> and watching some weird movies, I can tell you that. Well, you're watching weird movies. I'm watching more normal ones. Yeah. So if I tell if I tell you lot that the title of this this show will be when the earth spits out the dead, they will return to tear the living flesh of the living flesh of the living. So that might give you a bit of an idea what I'll be talking about later on. But anyway, on to the intros. So Hayden, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, very little, to be quite honest. Just going to work, coming home. <laughs> Not much, really. Um, been to the cinema a couple of times. I've seen Endgame twice. That's right. Because yeah. I think the last time we spoke... I, I hadn't just... been. No, you hadn't had you now, okay. No. It was uh, about three days before I'd actually... Oh, so two days before I'd gotten to see it. So yeah. um, I ended up going on a Tuesday and a Friday night of the same week. Should we see what we spoke about after the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> or should we save that for later? Um, what yeah. do, what do you mean in terms of the as as it is a story? No, as in yeah, as in some little brat. Oh, um, yeah, my nephew, bless him, he uh, went to see the um, the end game before myself and my son did, and he proceeded to try and spoil as much of it as possible, and um, well, he didn't. <laughs> Let's just let's leave it at that, shall we? Um, yeah. But yeah, he was uh, giving spoilers out and uh, uh, was asked to cease to desist. Real shame. Yeah. Well, to be, I, I'm not. I've never really been one for being too upset about spoilers. To be quite honest, it's just. I, I, well, it I, might take. It sometimes can take the emotion away though a little bit because you know it's going to come, even though you might still have that emotion. It won't be the same impact. <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes maybe that you're actually kind of glad that you didn't get that impact. <laughs> I'm thinking about the Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, did you know about that in, in that or not? Did you know? Yeah, it? I did. I did because I asked someone specifically. Of course you did. And I said you were barking mad for doing that. Yeah, no, but I, I, I specifically asked uh, someone who'd seen it, did Han die? Because I just sort of like, I knew that I would be sort of like... You'd have to prepare yourself. Yeah, I had to, you know, prepare myself. It's like when I went into Generations, I knew that Captain Kirk was going to die. You know, it's like Han and Captain Kirk, my two sort of like heroes from being a child. So it's sort of like, I thought, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to die, but I checked. And I was so glad I did, because I was, I was like perfectly composed, sat there. There was my dad, my son and me all in a row. And then, you know, it's like, Han died. And I thought, right, 
not, not going to shed a tear, not going to shed a tear. I'm fine. And then my son turned around and looked at me and says, Daddy, you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see if, if your mum would have been there, he'd been tugging at Mum, look at Dad, look at Dad. Yeah. He's crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it was, I was all right until my son asked me. <laughs> mm. So... So did you have the, did it have the same effect when you saw Star Trek Two? No, actually. Because when did because when did you see that? I don't think you just saw it in the cinema like I did, would you? you not Star Trek Two. Yeah. No, not you know you know I said Generations because it was Generations that Kirk died. I know, but Spock. Oh, Spock. Um, do, you what do you know what I'm saying? So with I'm talking Rathacani. I'm not talking the um, Kelvin timeline. Yeah. No, I, th- I think it was a bit different back then because me being that. You know, slight bit younger. Mm. Um, yeah, it was I, so, I would, yeah, I would have been about seventeen, approximately then, when it when I went to see it in London. And um, yeah, so, I was about eleven or twelve. So I did probably see it to Endgame, but I saw it twice in London. Then I saw it a third time within a week <laughs> at the local Odeon in <coughs> Reading. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, no. well, that was a fifteen. Mm. It was the first Star Trek that ever you know got a other than PG sort of rating, wasn't it? I can't remember now what it would have been. Yeah, it would was. It been a, would it be, was it a 15 or was it then called a double A at the time? No, it was a 15 because the new things had just come out. Right, okay. I, I can't remember, but yeah. Yeah, and um, I was too young to see it, so I saw it on TV first. Oh, okay, so you didn't have that. Okay, right. Yeah. Anyway, so what else have you been up to? Um... Picked up a couple of uh, movies. I've got the Captain America trilogy in 4K to mm. watch. So quite looking forward to that. Uh, and I got Hellboy 2 for a five on Blu-ray, which was quite a good deal, I thought. What, the new one? No, the... no the uh, the old one. Oh, of course, yeah, it wouldn't have been out here, would it? Uh, yeah, sorry. well, no, there's only one in the new one anyway, so this is Hellboy yeah. 2. So, yeah, um, you know, the the golden whatever it is, I can't remember what it's called. Um, mm. But, yeah, so uh, got a couple of movies to watch. Other than that, I've just been basically um, messing about with my laptop, you know, getting that um, updated because I hadn't used it for a few months been installing a few games on it as well uh, to play because um, yeah. it's you know it's a gaming laptop so I thought actually why don't I start using it a little bit more for that sort of stuff mm. um, but I also I w- I've been to the cinema again to oh, see yeah, a you went, different but, film I, got, I got to say but, all right tell them what you saw and I'll tell you something about that actually right I went to see Pokemon Detective Pikachu why please tell me why I have a twelve-year-old son. Yeah, that was your excuse, was it? <laughs> no, no. Trust me, it was sort of like when he found out that was coming. He said, "Dad, you were taking me on opening night." <laughs> okay, <laughs> poor son. It's it sort of like you know all of the other movies, but it was Detective Pokemon or Detective Pikachu that he wanted to go mm. and see at, at launch. But he, I think, he's just starting to come into enjoying films right. in the same way as I do now. Yeah, as yeah. it were, uh, you know, he's that he's just like that part of him's maturing now, and I think he's seeing the benefits of like you know the 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 almost weekly going to the cinema and watching a movie sort of thing. Mm. But uh, yeah, um, I've I'll talk about it later, but it was yeah. surprisingly good actually. Well, actually, I I, I listened to the uh, review from Mark Kermode. Mm-hmm. 
and he said he said it was all right. So, but it's not for me though, to be honest. I don't think it's for me. But we, you can tell me about it later. I can do, yeah. Funny enough, because I was, I was um, so I've had this. Well, if I go back a couple of weeks, we haven't been around for a while. Um, I had a car accident the other day. What happened? Um, well, I was in traffic coming into Bournemouth. It's down to one lane at the minute with Roadworks. Mm-hmm. And I've been... Now, I don't say this is an excuse because it isn't really, but I, I've had a long day. I'm coming home. I'm, you know, you, you're, you're, you're doing this slow trickle of traffic. Stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Mm-hmm. And I suddenly looked over to the right-hand lane that was merging into my lane. And... They stopped, but I didn't. And then I looked in front of me, and I went bang up someone's backside. Right. So just pushed out my bumper a bit. I crumpled a bit, a little bit back of his um, his boot. Mm. I was really apologetic. I was really annoyed because I haven't had any an accident that was my fault, should I say, with my company cars ever. So yeah. I was pretty much gutted. But yeah, we got that out of the way, sorted out with the office. So hopefully that's all going to be good. It's not going to really cost me anything for it take it neither you or the other driver was injured no it was literally under under 10 mile under 10 mile an hour it's really you know i don't think it was even probably that to be honest mm. all it did was buckle my number plate so it's like convexed and, I, and it's pushed the bumper out a little bit in one way as well so right. i had that assessed and they're going to go and repair it so i'll wait for that to happen yeah oh well sorry to hear about that yeah, uh, yeah, it's all right. It's just it was annoying. That's more than anything. I was just super annoyed with myself. Well, not only that, but you're up without a car, aren't you? While it gets fixed. Well, yeah, I'll have a higher car for it. Yeah, but it what annoyed me more. This is my new car, isn't it? Mm. Which I've just had for about a month? four thousand miles so far. I've done it. Yeah, so about but, a month or two, isn't it? You've had it. It's not yeah. long. And, no, and actually, I don't know. Is your car relatively new? Uh, no, it's twelve. Because when you go to fill up the fuel, I just quickly said that because it's just really weird. I didn't know what it was about. There's like two caps in the fuel cap. Mm-hmm. It's one There's, for the blue stuff. Yeah. I thought, what's this when it's at home? <laughs> I knew nothing about it. So. Yeah. So I've got, I have actually filled, filled up a bit now because I've done about 4,000 miles. So I, I did buy some and top it up. But it's all to do with the catalytic converter, isn't it? Evidently, uh, my car doesn't have that issue. Don't have to do the blue stuff. No, but it's diesel still. Yeah, yeah, but it's just weird. I just, I just not come across before. But it is a diesel issue, isn't it? It's not with petrol cars. No, I think it's just a, a thing to help the diesel vehicles. Yeah, I think it mixes it somewhere down the line. Yeah, it does. It does. I but you must, you're not supposed to put it in the fuel section, though. Otherwise, it'd be big problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a weird thing because it's not like they're really telling people that much about it either, is it? Well, yeah, it was only when I when I first topped up with fuel and I saw this, what's that? I'll ignore that for now. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't care. And uh, someone else told me about it. But yeah, that's really weird. Uh, this week, what else? Oh, yeah. So football this week was heart attack moments as usual, mm-hmm. especially for, for my club Spurs because uh, we come back from the dead, literally, to um, get into the Champions League final, which is a pretty amazing for Spurs because this will be our first time. That's going to be on the 1st of June, which I think is a Saturday. Must have been all those zombie movies that you were watching. <laughs> oh, mate, honestly, I don't know. That's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, that was really good. And I'm, I'm hoping that – I've obviously, I'm not going to Madrid for the final. 
that would be about three grand. <clears throat> but is is that you're you're not because uh, indoors is really saying that you're not, but you would do if you had the chance. No, no, I, I couldn't. I, I wouldn't have the money for it. But you know, if you could go, it'd be great, wouldn't it? So that sort of thing. It would Cause be. Because the, yeah. the last time that we were in a some sort of European final. The last we did that was back in 1983, 84. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to that one at Wyatt Lane. And that was the European UEFA Cup final, which we beat Anderlecht. So I actually was there for that one. But what they're doing is I've noticed that Spurs are going to open up the ground that day with the big screens. So it's going to cost you a tenner to go. All right. Fiver for kids. They'll have all the restaurants open as well. So it'll be, it might be a good way of just going down there and mixing with a load of Spurs fans. Win, lose, or draw, however that, that game goes. Yeah. So I'll wait and see what that's about. Might do that. Um, other than that, yes, I picked up some DVDs, not Blu-rays. DVDs. DVDs? <laughs> Why? <laughs> because some of these I could only get on DVDs. So, but more about those later. <laughs> I'll leave it there for now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's... It was only off the back of watching a couple of other films, which I'll talk about as well. So it's all to do with the video nasty era. That's all I'm going to say for now. All oh, right, okay. Which so I don't th- think you, but you didn't witness that, did you? So it's, yeah, it, of course I did. Evil Dead Two and all that. Yeah, yeah, oh, so evil, yeah. You know, people so being bit by trees. It's yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll um, we'll chat that about that in the movie section. Okay. Right, shall we swiftly move on then? Uh, And we'll start with gaming this week. No longer a dream, but a reality. And we're back. Okay. So, what news have you got? There's a bit of news I'd like to mention out of some of that, but just save the third one for me. (laughs) could save the third one. (laughs) Not that you're being picky. Okay, well... No, because I was... (laughs) No, I was so... um, Actually, yeah, I'm, yeah, okay. You can, yeah, the, the first one you can, yeah, I, I, I saw that on uh, Twitter, so actually. Right, well, so, should we let people know what we're talking about? Yeah, because it, it's cloudy at the moment. It is, isn't it? It's cloudy with mystery. Th- th- this isn't sort of like a Morse code uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, so, this week we had the state of play from PlayStation. We did. And there was a number of uh, games that were showed. So, first one up was Predator. Hunting Grounds, mm. which is another one of, well, it's, uh, from what I can see, the Predator franchise applied to Evolve a Friday the 13th. Yeah, and this is going to be an exclusive for the moment. Oh, uh, yeah, one of those exclusives that will end up on all platforms. Well, what happened is I saw a tweet about it today, and then I was reading the comments, and in the comments, they said, we're just doing it for, for PlayStation for now. That's all they said. So Yeah, so it's not an exclusive. It's just a, it will, it's just a timed it, release. Yeah, it's a time release that'll be on PlayStation before it ever gets near the um, Xbox. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, so this this is a thing. It, it gives the impression that PlayStation have more exclusives. They don't. They just have things that are released first on PlayStation. That's a difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like... Uh, what do you call it? Hellblade and all of the other ones that have turned up on everything. Mm. Not that Hellblade was ever an exclusive because it was on PC, but then again, there's been loads of things that have been released like that on PC as well that have been so-called exclusives. Mm. Anyway, uh, so Predator Hunting Ground. So what do you think about this one then, Steve? I like the, the thing is, I haven't tried Friday the 13th yet. I do have it on 
Where did I pick it up? I think, did I pick it up on the PlayStation? It might have been because it was free somewhere on the line with one of them. Are you sure it's not Evolve? No, Evolve I did have for a while. Friday the 13th I picked up on a uh, Games for Gold or PlayStation Plus idea. That's where I picked it up from. I didn't think that Friday the 13th had been released on either of them. Yes, it had. I'll have, I'll have a look later and I'll show you on the, on the um, capture. But yeah. But Evolve, the idea of Evolve, that pretty died pretty quickly, didn't it? It was good while it lasted, all the 10 minutes. I don't even think it was good while it lasted, to be honest. The idea's great. It, but it's one of those things of the, in practice, you know, we've had a couple of these games now, and they're not that good. No, and the, the British franchise, you think, well, this could be interesting. The same way that Friday the 13th could be interesting. Obviously, it'd be a different... Maybe a different way of doing it, but the way that obviously that Friday the 13th worked is that if you were one of the teenagers that were being stalked, you had to stay alive, didn't you? And try and kill him. Mm. But we'll see. I mean, proof's in the pudding, I should say. Yeah. I have to admit, I'm completely uh, not not interested in it at all, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, it just. It it it's not floating my boat. I just think it's going to be um, another one of those, uh, you know, flashing the pan sort of things that everybody will go, oh, isn't it marvelous? And then two weeks later, we're not playing it anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. So, what about the next one then? Medieval. I played it on the PlayStation One. I know it's a classic, isn't it? But what about but- the new? The re well, it's not a remaster; it's a return of it's it. Just isn't re- it really? It's just it's bringing it, reimagining. Yeah. Now, I didn't see the reveal of this. So, did they show any footage at all, or was it just an announcement? Yeah, they showed footage. How did it look? Because I'm not really going to think this would be for me, to be honest. It looked like a bit like uh, for what I can remember. I think it was like a cartoony Diablo. Mm. Yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's the same, actually, as like another one that's scheduled to be released, which was a classic, Yeah, is the, um, oh, what's it called? What was the one that got released just of late that was a PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2? That doesn't sound great on radio when I'm saying this, but, um, you know, you know, in, um, in the Uncharted games. Yeah. And he played a PlayStation 1 co- Played PlayStation. Oh, um, Crash Bandicoot. Thank you. <laughs> so I couldn't remember. Sorry, I just couldn't think of it. Yeah, so they're bringing out that driving one, aren't they, soon? Are they? You know, the, do you remember the cart, the cart one they did? Oh, yes. Yeah. Because I played that one to death, and I like the idea of that. Not the price, mind you. Right. But that I would be up for more than Medieval, to be honest. Yeah. You know, Um and this game, will put, I don't know what what price it'll go at. Maybe it'll be a bit expensive, but it might be worth picking up when it's a bit cheaper. Mm, quite possibly. Um, and again, I was never really into medieval PlayStation 1 era. I was more into Wipeout and Tomb Raider and all that sort of stuff. So this is a bit not really bothered. Yeah, yeah. More bothered about the next one. Well, I nearly coughed up a lung when I, when I saw the video. Yeah. So I just come across it on, uh, I think it was on Facebook. I think I saw it. Oh no, it might have been, might have been on Twitter, maybe. Mm-hmm. But wow, I mean, I don't think this is going to be released yet. 
because I think they they think they've gone back from back to scratch that the day one on how they were building this game. It looks that way because I think they were going to do this as an episodic game, didn't they? They said they still point. are doing it as an episodic game. Oh, are they? Yes. Well, I suppose that's not a problem if you think of it like like The Walking Dead. Maybe did we mention it was Final Fantasy Seven? No, we <laughs> didn't. Talking about no, we yeah. didn't. I didn't think no, we did. Come on, you're we're right. We're talking about Final Fantasy Seven remake. Here. The Final Fantasy Seven remake. So yeah, I, 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 it looked gorgeous. It just put the hairs in the back of my my neck go up. You know, hearing a bit of that music as well because I I've got a lot of love for Final Fantasy Seven. It is um, quite interesting, I think, that. Um, they've got rid of the turn-based combat, which was like such a archetypical thing for the you know, for Final Fantasy VII, because they've gone by the look of it more down the Final Fantasy fifteen route. Well, apparently it's going back to it's going to go back to the um, turn-based scenario. That's not what they showed, though. That's what I'd heard, but well. <laughs> well, maybe it doesn't show up properly in a uh, in a trailer. Yeah, I've not I've not heard that. I've heard a lot of people talk about the fact that it was more like the the last Final Fantasy game. Well, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Yeah, I mean, but nevertheless, it's going to fly off the shelves. Okay, more than most games, I think. And as much as I'd love to say that they had, yeah, coming this year, but they did say at the end of the trailer, more information in June. Yeah. Coming, coming this year, released at 23, 59, and the 31st of the 12th. <laughs> but ironically, because PlayStation are not going to be at the E3 this year, and they said they're going to do this in June, which I'm assuming then, would they release some information during E3? I, I think they probably will, because I can't see them wanting Microsoft to get a lead. I think that what we might see... Is Microsoft's announcement with hot off the heels the next PlayStation State of Play? I think that that's what we might see. Um, where who's not they'll... to say that Microsoft? Who's not to say that Final Fantasy mentioned this on their in their keynote? Yeah, well, it might well be. It might mm. well be. Um, I don't know, but it'll be. I, I, I can't. I think that they've kept stuff back because I have to admit, in terms of, with the exception of Final Fantasy. This is a bit underwhelming to me. It's not what you expect from PlayStation. What for the state of play? Yeah, yeah. I think that there's been more exciting stuff that's been tooted about with them in the past. Anyway, shall we carry on with the list? So, we've, the next one is away the survival series. I didn't see. I, I didn't see. I didn't see the state of play. So you're gonna have to tell me. Right. Well, this one. Um, Basically, from what I could see, is you look like you're playing a flying squirrel, oh, okay, or a what? gliding squirrel. Yeah. Um, and I was looking at it, and all that kept going through my mind, whether or not it's right or wrong, was the movie Ice Age with the squirrel after the nut. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just couldn't get past that. I just kept thinking of that all the time. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks really nice. You know, it looks very impressive graphically from what I saw. I saw, but I just, I don't know. Um, again, <coughs> a bit underwhelmed, but that might be something that as more details are released, it look, you know, well, it becomes a more of a well, look, exciting prospect. Yeah, looking from the rest of the list, which you're going to talk about here, it does look a bit nah, to yeah. be honest. So there's Riverbound, which is a dungeon crawling 
co-op, which, to be honest, looks more like a medieval version of SimCity. Yeah. An old version of SimCity at that. And then the other thing is Monster Hunter World, which is released on the 6th of the 9th. Mm. Uh, Iceborne, that, that is. It's a DLC pack. Yeah, yeah. So now, it's a bit meh, I think. Do you think... Um, I didn't get to see much of it, actually. I saw it in passing, but probably Ubisoft's announcement probably blow most of it out of the water, to be honest. Do you want to talk about that? Did you see it? No, I didn't. So they brought out a new... Mate, my brain's going. You might even have to edit this bit if you want. <laughs> <coughs> so we've got a new Ghost Recon coming out. Oh, yeah, the um, new Breakout. Wildlands, yeah. Yeah, with a new area. So it's probably going to be a brand new game. They did show some footage from it. It looked pretty gorgeous. Yeah. So, again, are you you know, they're just doing so well with their titles. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's non-stop all the time, isn't it, from them? I, I think that they've become the best software publisher now. I, I think that they don't do, generally speaking, bad games. No. And... Normally, with the exception of Unity, when it was released, they generally work when they're released. Um, and yes, they do have microtransactions, but they are entirely optional in the games. <clears throat> True. And there's going to be an alpha, well, alpha probably will be, but there'll be a beta for this at some point that you can register for. Yeah, you can already register for it. Yeah. I'm not bothered. I'm not either, because I never actually completed the other one. No, I need to do some of that. I'm really even. I don't even think there's a release date for this yet, but just think I need to go back to the other one. I mean, I'm trying to start to play other games at the moment anyway. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> until Hallelujah! The 4th, until the 4th of June when the new DLC comes out for um, Destiny. But <coughs> well, at least that's three week, two or three weeks. It is, yeah, it is. I mean, I'm I'm still chipping away at that, but yeah. But no, uh, it's just. I was chatting to to Glyn about this the other day on the way home from work. We were talking, saying that we got we've all got so many games we need to play. Yeah, that you don't need to buy any others at the minute. And and really, to be honest, they've all that have been released of late have, have they fallen back a bit? Not more talked about much. You know, Apex, for example, and and the well, Division I th- Two. I think... You know, I, you, I'm assuming people are still playing these games. <laughs> are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm still playing them. Yeah, but not but I've, I've as enthusiastic. Sorry, go on. Not as enthusiastic about them, though. No, but I'm, I have to admit, I'm kind of uh, sort of finding myself in a bit of a weird place uh, at the moment with gaming because well, it's, I'm, it's... I'm going back over my older catalogue more than I'm playing newer games. Mm. I'm going back and thinking, why didn't I play this before? The same could be said for actually what I'll talk about later. Because it's exactly the same. Okay. But I think it, sometimes you need a break from a franchise. And then when you do go back, I think you just appreciate it more sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Which is me with Destiny, <clears throat> to be honest. Don't you mean Assassin's Creed? No, with Destiny. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've done that with Assassin's Creed. I'm back to there now. But now I've sort of like gone off Destiny at the moment. And you'll go back to it later. Yes, yeah, exactly. It goes. I'll probably go back to it when the new DLC is released. Yeah. So a couple of weeks, I'll be playing that again for well, a couple of weeks. Yeah, for a couple of weeks or whatever. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But it's just, I know it's, 
I mean, come September, we'll start getting the new games trickling. Actually, we'll probably hopefully come September or, or before the November three, we'll know what's planned for next year for Destiny. Yes, it, it won't be it won't be Destiny three. We know that, and it could be another season pass for the year. <clears throat> I think it'll be exactly the same as it was on year one. So it'll be another major expansion pass for the year. Hmm. But I think that what they'll do is also do a DLC pass. So it'll be like Forsaken this year. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, enough for Destiny. Anything else? No, that's it for the news as far as I'm concerned. Right, we'll get on to new releases and video game charts. Yep. I'll let you do new releases, as I'm saying so this week. <laughs> okay, um, so this week... Uh, all well, starting on the 14th, we have A Plague Tale Innocence on the PS4, Xbox, and PC, and also the other biggie, Rage 2, on the PS4, Xbox, and PC. Then on the 17th, we have Guilty Gear 20th Anniversary on the Switch, Sniper Elite Version 2 Remastered on the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and PC, and Wasteland 2 Director's Cut on the switch okay video game charts they don't That's say the video game charts because i copied in the wrong thing <laughs> is that still new releases <laughs> that that's the exact copy oh it is what look i've just hey. done yeah it anyway, is anyway don't worry is. about the charts it's all right i've got the charts here just hold on <coughs> well, one second can, right if you've got if you've got them to hand then you can read them off i do yeah so at number five up from 11 is Grand Theft Auto 5, who the hell is still buying this? Number four, staying at four is Red Dead Redemption. Number three, staying at three is FIFA 19. Mm -hmm. Number two, staying at two is Mortal Kombat 11. And at number one, staying there for another week is Days Gone. Cool. Have we got anything to do with Games for Gold? I thought that was being talked about. Am I wrong? I've not seen anything about Games for Gold. Okay, I think I've got it. No, I've got. Um, did we ever do May? We did, didn't we? Yes, I think we did. Or did we miss a week and we missed it? I can't remember now. I think it, it's past now, anyway, isn't it? Everybody's okay. downloaded okay. it. Who's going to download it? Yeah. Okay, so we'll move on to what we've been playing. Yeah. Okay, so with all the Star Wars stuff that's been out recently, with the, the celebration and the new films to look forward to, yeah. I was just browsing what to play on the on the uh, games that I've got sitting there. But firstly, I noticed that I'd got an effect, Pimble FX3. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not sure if that means this is of late, if this is just an update or... Because <clears throat> Pimble FX2 and 1, which I've had them, and they sometimes just bring out the new tab for that and you, all your games go straight to it. Mm -hmm. And I saw, I saw Pimble FX3. Now, I think that might be new as far as I'm concerned because a lot of the tables on there you sort of got. I've not got any. Um, I've not logged any. Um, you know, times. Yeah. So I went back in there, played a load of Star Wars tables and some Marvel tables that I've got, and I was doing all right. Actually, actually, one of them. I, I wish I'd made a note of which one it was, but there was one of the Star Wars tables, and I think the highest score was about twenty-four million. Mm -hmm. I had one go and got sixty-three. How about that? In your face. <laughs> <clears throat> Some of those you can suss it and you can just keep clocking those millions when they go for it. Yep. But I do, I do love pinball. 
Uh, it's just a, a really quicker pick up and play than most games that we've got mm. because you only got to play one. You can play one table and just do one round. Yeah, so, I think Pinball FX Three must have been out a while. It was well, it was uh, released on the twenty sixth of September, twenty seventeen. Oh, was it? Blimey, I must yeah. have been blind as a bat then. So maybe I haven't played it that long. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I do love pinball, and they've ad- they've added some more tables there to purchase. Although I've got I've got about thirty tables, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and they, I go back to I always go back to the Jaws, Back to the Future, and the Predator ones there, Alien, Skyrim, Fallout. Uh, you know, they're just all good fun to do. Well, and pin- pinball effects <laughs> is one of those games where you get the game for free, but all of the content is paid for. Mm. So, because I'm just having a look at it on Steam at the moment, and um, the get yeah, you can buy the game or get the game for nothing, but it doesn't have any tables, so you've got to buy. It, it normally does. I mean, originally, one, I think one original table doesn't one it? One original table they give you for free, but most of those are mine. These have all been ported over since mm. how long we've been playing it. But doesn't this also port all of your old games across? Yeah, so some yeah. of those Star Wars games and. Some of the other ones, I think, came from you know early, earlier iterations of pinball. Mm. But what I thought the other day, I was thinking about it, what would be nice to do for a bit of fun, if we can get enough people interested in, in maybe getting a table that everyone would like to play, is to do a little uh, competition for fun. Yeah. To get everyone to play, see, see how we can get on with the, with the table. Yeah, that would be good. Sort of give it, maybe give it a couple of weeks so everyone can give time to play the table and see who, see who's on top. Yeah. I mean, on the PC, I've got 19 tables and packs. Yeah. Um, on Pinball FX2. So those are transfer over, but I've got like Venom, Marvel, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's it. Yeah. Those, I've got a lot of those. Captain America, Doctor Strange, Excalibur. We've got a lot of the Star Wars ones as well. Star Wars, Balance of the Force pack. Civil War Table, Marvel Pinball Avengers Chronicles, uh, Marvel Pinball Star Wars Pack, Core Pack, Earth Defense Table, Epic Quest, Paramount, and the Zen Classics. The, 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 I think it, there's the Universal Pack, which is Back to the Future. Uh, I think it's the Universal one. is Back to the Future, E.T. and Jaws. Yeah, no, I don't have that one. Yeah, that's quite a good pack. Mm. And then I think there's another pack, but I haven't got it, which has got Jurassic Park and that. Cool, but yeah, now might be you know, if anyone's interested in, in 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 doing this, we could all um set something up on Facebook so everyone knows what what table to play. Yeah, and uh, maybe give everyone a good time to try and see who can get on top. Yeah, exactly. And give them a shout out. Give them a shout out in a month to see who's, who's won it. Just for fun, that's all it is. But <clears throat> might work. Yeah, might do. Okay, I'll let you set that Just, up then. Yeah, well, what we do is we'll we'll put something out on Facebook for it. Yeah, at some point, maybe tonight or tomorrow. And then see what people, or if anyone, if we haven't done it by then and you've listened to the podcast, give us a shout and anyone's interested in what tables to, to maybe use for the tournament. Mm-hmm. And go, go for that. Cool. Right. Destiny 2. So the reverie has come to an end. There was an update last week, which gives you a new exotic to go for, which is called the Outbreak Perfected, which used to be the Outbreak Prime in Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. So. What sort of good is it? Oh, do you know what? I've got a funny feeling it's a pulse rifle. I might be wrong, but it's got it uses it's got all that Siva look on it. Do you remember? Yeah, from earlier in the games. 
<clears throat> so just I'm going to do I'm going to just do very quickly. There has been a few bit of people have had have struggled to do this, but what you got to do, you got to go down to Titan. In the depths of Titan, there'll be a door. So I'll let you hunt for this yourselves. But you'll probably need the Rat Quest King completed to open the door. Mm-hmm. You can do it two ways. You can either go. There's a certain quest you can take to go through those that part of the of Titan, or like me, I just rolled on down there, found it, picked it up, and came back out again. So that will kick off that that quest. Um, I did mention it on Twitter a little while ago. Yeah, but there's a few things you've got to collect for it. Once you've done that. You've got to go and do a, a strike, which is with three of you, and you get 20 minutes to complete the strike. If you do it in that time, you get the gun. Simple as that. Okay, cool. So is it? So, I take it it's not masses of grinding to get the stuff that you need? No, they're, they're basically going to be a – there's a, a little tablet thing you're going to find on, on the planet somewhere. That's all it is. <clears throat> right. So and it's like six – there's about six of them to find, I think. Oh, right. It's, so it's not like the Thunderlord – quest because that no. was very easy to complete was a thunderlord quest as well yeah this one that you you got once you open up the tablet that you that you pick up for the quest start you'll see like about six or seven slots you need to fill them with it with another mini tablet that you've got to pick up from somewhere on on earth and places um i did i just picked them i did all in an evening mm. quite easily youtube is your friend <laughs> <laughs> okay so, so you didn't work it out yourself then no, I don't think anyone did. Whoever did it first probably just put it all out there and he just followed sort of roles from that, really, to be honest. It's just, you know. Yeah. But it's there, they give, they, what they do is they give you like a little sort of uh, a little story to it to tell you where it is. Mm-hmm. I can't be asked for that. <laughs> <laughs> just get on and do it. Yeah, why so, not? So, yeah. So, obviously then, as we're going on, we're in, we're, we're in season six, I think, at the minute. So, season seven. Oh, no, just before this, I'm going to mention something else. That's right. So... Zer's been coming down as usual every week. Yeah. And we've got the Zer bounty. Yeah. Now, last week, you couldn't complete the bounty because <clears throat> they screwed up that you had to have Vex on, on the location you had to go to with the with the bounty itself. Okay. So they fixed it on Tuesday of this week. Last week, shall I say, we're weekend now. They fixed that. So as long as you do that quick enough, you can then, well, it'd probably be too late now, but then you can pick up the next bounty which is this week's. And I think there's going to be maybe one more bounty to go for. Now, whether or not this is going to give us something at the end of that, something a bit special, I, I don't know. Yeah, I've done about three or four of his bounties, but that's all. Well, what you can do is, it doesn't matter. If you just do them each week from when you're doing them now, you'll just always get the next one in the list to do. Mm. So you won't miss out. I, I've been religiously doing them because it doesn't take too long. No. So it would be interesting to see when we come to the end of end of... This season six to see if it anything from that, you know, comes out of it. Maybe, maybe something nice, nice little weapon. Maybe I don't know. So, but yeah. So then, from the fourth of June, we've got the season of opulence, right? Which would be the new DLC. I don't know nothing about it as yet. I've not looked into it. I will do over the next week. But um, something else to grind, I'm sure. Mm. So that'd be interesting. Definitely. So that's. That would just be two out of the way. So the last thing is, I started today, I started Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And I've played about five hours of the game so far. Right. And I'm really loving it. I I haven't played from the last one. It seems like an, an age now since I played the last one. And the last one for me was I didn't want to put it down because I loved the story so much, but then I didn't want to finish it because it, it will be over. It's that sort of scenario. Yeah. And with this one, it's all as much as the same. 
all the mechanics are there. There's a bit of there's a it's a bit of a, a some sneak in sections to do with people in towns at the beginning, in the first two parts of it. But other than that, I'm in the jungle in Peru at the minute. We've crashed in a plane and it's all kicked off. So hmm. I'm not going to say what the story is because I know it's it's on Game Pass, by the way. So if you want to try it out, you can do it on there. Yeah, because you bought the disc, didn't you? No, I bought the I bought it digitally. Ah, oh, right, okay. But <clears throat> bit of a shame that you, you couldn't get your money back well, on it, really, isn't it? Yeah, but again, it's like anything, really, isn't it? I mean, I did notice there's a shed load of DLC for it now and some extra, extra missions to do. Yeah. So there's a season pass to pick up as well. So maybe at a later date, once I've completed it, that season pass will be even cheaper, so I'll well, do some more. What If you keep an eye out on the sales on a Tuesday, then I'm sure at some point it'll turn up on there. It's, it's it's for sale at the moment. I think it's at fourteen pound for yeah, one more day. It'll get cheaper but than that. that. It, it will. It will. But yeah, it, I've really been enjoying. I've just getting back into it. I know I've we said this before about the graphics looked a bit different. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know why. I'm assuming it's it's been made by the same people. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It's, it's not that much of a a biggie to be honest. I'm just enjoying playing Lara and. Um, just starting off with a bow and a knife as you do and uh just kicking ass really but this is at the moment this is i mean i'm in like in peru and i've been fighting tigers yeah. and uh literally they've been you know when you get the scenario like you do in the, in the walking dead games where they attack you and to get them off you, you've got to like quickly switch around the left stick backwards and forwards yes. same sort of idea yeah. there and when it goes enough you get a knife in the side of its head yeah no <laughs> i've done a few hours on on it uh, but hmm. I don't know. It just again, it didn't capture me. The first, when it when they came up with the new Tomb Raiders, take you know, taking it out from hmm. the old you know triangular boobs and all of that from the old ones. So you're talking about the first. You got the there was Tomb Raider, and then well, ev- everything up until the uh, the last one that was released. Oh, so the second from last one that was released on uh, the 360. So because you had uh, Tomb Raider Legend, Tomb Raider Anniversary, and I can't remember what the other one was, but because that that one was a, a good one. The last one, I can't remember what it was called now, though. Um, that was the one in the snow, wasn't it? At the start of the game, with the with the big bear and it that. might have been. But then they went to this <laughs> new style Tomb Raider, uh, where you know they made a big thing about the fact that the character would shiver and stuff like that. You know the, what I mean? Yeah, they yeah. did. And that were, I'm just I'm just trying to see if I can find it in my now, list when, of games. When Tomb Raider came out, that Tomb Raider... So that was called Rise of the Tomb no, Raider? No, before that. Yeah, oh, okay. The, the first one, there's three in this trilogy. Well, surprisingly right, yeah. being a trilogy. Uh, that there's three there, isn't it? That's a bit of a stupid thing to say. But there's three in this new version. There is... Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb cool, Raider, yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, the Tomb Raider. The, I, mind, I've got the definitive edition of the first one, so I've got all the yeah. stuff on that. Well, the first one I absolutely loved. And yeah. I completed it on, I think, all three platforms. Yeah. Um, the second one, I just lost the will to live with it. And the third one, I just, I just drifted away from it. Um, and uh, it was when you get into the big village where you have to go and talk to lots of people and find pe- things or people that are hiding and stuff like that. 
you know, rather than getting on with it, ju- it just felt like it was a bit of procrastination that was there to divert you away from the main story. It didn't really fit for me, and I think that that was when I just yeah. lost interest in it. And that was quite early on in the game, about the first two or three hours, something like that. Mm. So, I mean, you know, but you're liking it, so we're all different, aren't we? So, yeah, I mean, because I play, I played them in order, and. The first one was brilliant. So this is when we got um, Camilla Luddington doing the mocap and the voice. Yeah. And if you didn't know, she's in Grey's Anatomy because I was trying to tell my missus about it today, actually, when she came home from her weekend away and I was playing it. But uh, the first one was great. I loved the story. The second one, again, more of the same. And they had added more tombs to it than they did with the first one of the three because they had less tombs in it, if you remember rightly. And the third one is, is again... It's very similar, a new storyline, and um, yeah, it's more of the same, really. Mm. I don't know why a few people did give it a bit of a wide berth for some reason. I don't know why, but I, maybe it was just at the time it came out. But I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I've, I've, I've really got into it. <laughs> it's just, it sort of clicked again, if you know what I, I mean. That's good, because anything that stops you clicking with Destiny and gets you clicking with it instead <laughs> is uh, a sight to behold, really. <laughs> It is, yeah, it is. But yeah, so that's that's me really. I'm done. So I'm bet we're going to talk about your Destiny games, aren't we? Which is, are not called Destiny; they're called Assassin's Creed. Am I right? Yeah, I've just realised actually but that you have OCD, obsessively competing in Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Moving on. What have you been playing, Aiden? Me? Uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Oh, not, not again! <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, I started playing it a few weeks ago. Um, I was I, I reloaded <clears throat> Unity and I was playing it on the PC. Yeah, completed it. So I got all the way through. Fantastic story that it you know most of the PC issues have been fixed, it, apart from as I described it the. Sort of like hair blow, the you know, hairdryer on and off blow that you used to get mm-hmm. every time that a scene started and it random intervals in the scenes. But other than that, it ran really smoothly and absolutely loved the story. I really like the character of Art, uh, I know. I think, you know, he fit, fit the story perfectly. Um, you know, the whole thing about the, the assassins and Templars sort of like working together as well, quite liked. I love the setting. I love the, mm-hmm. um, the helixes that they were going into as well, where, you know, you had, had to free the assassins who'd been become trapped in the, um, you know, animus as well. So, you know, it's, I've really found a lot of love for that game. Anyway, I decided, mm. well, actually, I've got it on PC. I'm really enjoying it. While I'm still enjoying it, I wonder how much further I can get on the Xbox before I run out of willpower. Because that normally happens. You know, you normally get that kick in with uh, Assassin's Creed after so many hours. You think, oh, God, I can't be bothered doing this again. Yeah, um, yeah. But it didn't kick in. And I completed it on the Xbox as well. <laughs> Don't say I'm um, moaning at me for playing Destiny because you're the same with that, I think. Yeah, yes. I am probably. Uh, but I'm, I'm much more on at patchy work with it as well. 
Uh, well, you're doing some of the stuff that I've completed, like you've done the, the Dead Kings DLC, yeah. which I completed ages yeah, ago. Yeah, I completed that as well. So, And that was quite good. It was right. good. It was good. I really enjoyed uh, that as a story as well. I think, to be honest, it's a shame that this game had such a bad launch because I think mm. it's put a lot of people off playing Unity and, yeah, one or two people might still experience a couple of issues, it's worth getting past them because the game is this really is, good. This is about this is about four games back, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, more than that. Because I think the one the one after this would have been Syndicate, uh, the one in London, I think. Uh, yeah. the, after this, it would have been Syndicate. Then it would have been uh, India, China, and Russia, and then it would have been Origins, and then mm. um, Odyssey. So it's quite a few back and also we're missing the remasters out in there as well and the Ezio collection so yeah, it is I need to get back like every other game if I get yeah, a chance yeah it is quite a while ago it's this game but <clears throat> I, th- I think it's uh, really good I think Arno has certainly become one of my favourite protagonists of it he's much better than Connor was in Assassin's Creed 3 um, you know the, the the graphics I think sometimes can actually look quite photorealistic Especially on like things like the faces, they're much more realistic than a lot of the other Assassin's Creed before or since, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, the yeah. environments are beautiful, the really dense cloud, uh, crowds that you have in there as well really made this the city of Paris feel like it's much more alive. I think the game was much better paced as it as a general thing, you know, as a series where sometimes it the game could be a bit spotty, but you you know in, in other Assassin's Creeds, but on this one, you could just mm. go right the way through the story and not bother about all of the side quests and things. But if you like side quests and that sort of stuff, there's millions of them, and millions are collectibles, so it fits, you know, different people's playing styles, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, really happy I completed it, you know. And anyone who's ever enjoyed Assassin's <coughs> Creed and not played this i would strongly recommend you play it and the dead kings dlc as well yeah which you think you can get pretty cheap or whether i don't know which pack you buy you get it for free well, well i think so. uh dead kings is free because of all of the problems i think that they actually ended up giving it for free okay but you can actually get this on the uh xbox for 49p if you go to cd keys yeah which is like it's a triple a game for the site, for the price of a, even a Mars bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, lo- I loved the game. Absolutely loved it. It's definitely one of my favourite ones now. And that sort of inspired me on my next choice of game. So I went back to doing Assassin's Creed Rogue, but the remastered version. So this should be Assassin's Creed 3? No. Isn't it? No, it's... After oh. Black Flag. Oh, so this is the one that came on the 360 while Black Flag was on the next console. No, Black Flag was on both consoles. No, no, what I'm saying is Assassin's Creed Rogue originally was on the Xbox 360 before on its own. Yes. Then they poured it across. Yes. Because that, that, when yeah. Black Flag was coming out, even on both, they were they were advertising Rogue as well as a new game. So. No, it wasn't Black Flag, it was Unity. Is it? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, well, doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was Unity that uh, was launched because they couldn't do Unity on the older consoles, but they'd released <coughs> Rogue, which was, in some ways, a bit of a 
a reskinning and you know different story of uh, Black Flag. Yeah. Um, but basically, this story is um, it's set in the 18th century or mid 18th century during the Seven Years' War. You play Shea Patrick Cormac, who is an assassin turned Templar who hunts down former members of the Brotherhood after betraying them, after being betrayed by them, rather. Mm. Um, in structure, the game is very similar to Assassin's Creed 3, or Black Flag, and it actually links in with um, Assassin's Creed 3 as well, because uh, you get to interact with Hatham and that sort of, your characters in there as well. I think, if I remember okay. rightly, that this is... In the, in the chronology, a prequel to three, if I remember rightly, because, uh, the guy who owns the mansion house that, you know, Connor learns from is, I think, a young man in this, in this game. Right. And you still, you still at the same mansion house. Okay. But it's quite an intriguing, uh, twist because obviously you had Hatham, who, when you played three, until you got to sequence four, you realised, actually, he's a Templar, he's not an assassin, because the way that they operate is more or less identical. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite quite neat having this um, assassin turned Templar, rather than playing a Templar who you thought was an assassin, as it were. Okay. So, yeah, definitely. Been, I mean, you can't go wrong if, you, if you're not playing one for a while, there's plenty to choose from. Yeah, there are. There's so, loads in this. There's loads. I think the only other, the only downside is if you go for an older game, you're going to have the old mechanics for a bit, as long as you can cope with that. <clears throat> that is one of the hardest things about Rogue, actually. Mm. The remaster is the mechanics because the Eagle Vision, rather than being on Y, is actually on a click of your left stick. Right. No left. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I was the wondering how long that would take to, to same, filter in the there. The same as with Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. You've got the same idea for that eagle. They've got like an eagle vision in that game, haven't they? And it's the same thing. You click the left stick. Yes. Yeah. And I don't I don't like that. I prefer it on the Y button or the you know, triangle, depending upon which system that you're on. I just hmm. think it feels better that way. But having said that, though, it... You know, once you get past the the difference in controls, and to be honest, I'm still not sure what blocking is on this game yet. I mm. seem to have completely missed that in the tutorial. <laughs> uh, so fighting becomes a little bit more challenging. Mm. But other yeah. than that, um, I'm enjoying it. But you can tell that it's a remaster of an you know last gen because the character models while. They generally look okay when you're actually looking at faces and stuff like that. They don't look anywhere near the quality of, that they are now. Mm. But it's one I've never completed, so I want to get to the end of that story. Okay. Anything else? Yes, I've also played Abzu. Have you ever heard of this or played it? I've I've heard of it. I think it's. I think I've got it from somewhere, maybe from a Games for Gold or something like that. Right. Okay. Or it might even be on Game Pass. For all I know. Uh, it's not on Game Pass, I don't think. Uh, I, I can't, I can't remember if it is or it isn't. Anyway, absolutely. So, uh, this was the twenty sixth game I completed this year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an underwater adventure game with no spoken narrative at all. And you basically play a female driver, uh, driver, diver, who awakens uh, floating on the ocean. And basically you begin to explore your surroundings and find some ancient ruins and murials which uh, show you a long-forgotten civilization, which is a connection to the ocean. So uh, the game in itself is a shell-shaded uh, style, very much like The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Walker, uh, Waker, um, yeah. which it does look fantastic. It's really quite a beautiful game. Um, it's very reminiscent of games like Flower and the Journey, uh, which mm. are on the PlayStation, Um but not only in looks, but the way that it tells the story through the unwritten narrative. Uh, it's a nice and relaxing game. It's not one that's going to get you stressed out or anything. And it's not massively long, three to four hours for, you know, a normal sort of completion. Um, and mm-hmm. it's available on PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Everywhere then. <laughs> yeah, basically. All of the all of this gen. But a lovely game to play, you know, because it's not often that you get to play games where, you know, you're a diver sort of thing. Mm. So, you know, these games, games like Journey and this, they're very, very relaxing to play. So they can make you fall asleep then? (laughs) Um, No, just not make you stressed. You know, just it's like more emphasis on puzzle solving and exploration. Mm. Sort of take as long as you want. Just chill with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. Okay, so that's it for me. Okay, so we're going to go next to movies, TV and streaming. In quest of a better life. Okay, so we've got some news, first of all. Um, Hayden, what have you found? Um, well, uh, Alan actually sent us this news. The Orville has been picked up for a new series. Yay! What a, su- what a surprise. <laughs> well, uh, the series was one of uh, the last shows for Fox to uh, make a decision on before it announces its uh, 2019 to 2020 schedule. Right. Uh, so despite being shorter than a typical broadcast uh, show, season two was delayed to late December to allow the production team to finish up the special effects this year. Um, yeah. And basically, the the show, while it was the fifth highest rated series on uh, the Fox network in 2017, fell to the 12th highest rated show in 2018 to 2019. So there was some, are they going to renew it or not? Because it is one of those shows, because it is special effects heavy, etc., that is yeah. one that <clears throat> um, is a show that requires a little bit more TLC than the other sort of shows, you know, where you're doing like, you know, um, or even like things like The Walking Dead <clears throat> uh, have yeah. a lesser production value than something that is special effects heavy that also has all of the. Um, you know, latex rubber masks and whatever that The Walking Dead has. So some fans were a little bit worried. Um, the show, a lot of Star Trek fans who were disenchanted with Discovery feel that the Orville is the Star Trek that should have happened. Right. Um, the, the show really 
really follows the format of the next generation to the letter. Um, Mm -hmm. And this year, this season, there is less emphasis on gags and more of an emphasis on that pure form of Star Trek entertainment. Well, that might interest me more because I don't know about... um, I'm not even sure if I enjoyed the episodes I saw. I didn't see many of them. Yeah. I mean, to be honest... For you, uh, I think you should watch season one. Yeah, just go through the motions. Just, just go it. through the motions so you get used to the characters and the interactions and the backstory because I think some of that's quite important for season two. But season two is much more character-driven, but there are some mm. action episodes in there as well. Yeah. Um, there's a really, really good two-parter that's on there. really enjoyed that. So I would thoroughly recommend anybody who likes Star Trek, there's no reason why you're not going to like the Orville. Mm. Yeah, just going through the, I was just looking through the renewal list. <clears throat> and, the, well, I say I'm looking at what's being renewed because obviously Modern Family has got one more season next year on the TV side, I think. Yeah. Big Bang is finishing in about a week, week's time, roughly. Finishing again. A week or two weeks. No, it's finishing, forgot, forever. Yeah, they said that last season, and then they brought out another yeah. one. No, no, it is. It's finishing forever Okay, in about two weeks. So that is coming to a close. Where stuff like all oh, the NCISs have got renewed, Magnum PI has been renewed, for example. Young Sheldon's been renewed. Uh, we've got the Goldbergs schooled. Um, for the women, we've got Grey's Anatomy and Station 19. Uh, Blind Spot, Last Man Standing, for example. Cancellation-wise... To be honest, there's not too much there that I actually recognise. No. It's been cancelled. I think Walking Dead's last season, isn't it, this year? No, they're, no they're, none of them are actually in this list, believe it or not. No, I have a feeling it's last season this year. Because I think they're going to go more for the movies, do you think, from there onwards? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know, but I'm, I know that a lot of people didn't like this season, but I've enjoyed it. Mm. Um, I'm quite gutted that Jane the Virgin is ending. Yeah, I do. It's funny. There's another talk, talk about sort of stuff that the missus watches. She loves watching that. And at the moment, she's watching another show, which I think's on about. She's been watching it for about five seasons. Mm-hmm. And while I'm trying to chat as I'm talking here, and I'm going to have to spell it right now. I am not swearing when I say this. Okay. Yeah. It's called Shit's Creek. I don't know if you heard about it. It's spelled S-C-H-I-T-T-S. Right. And she laughs out loud in this TV show. There's about, I think there is, let me just double check how many seasons there are. I think there's going to be about, there's about, yeah, there's five, let's have a look. There's five seasons out of the minute and six seasons, the new season to be recorded. Mm -hmm. Um, It does include Catherine O'Hara. She was... Do you remember in Beetlejuice when the family moved into the house? Yep. And do you remember the mum? Yeah, she was a ginger wasn't she? Yeah, well, she's in it. You've got Eugene Levy, who was the dad to the to the lad in American Pie. Mm-hmm. And is there anyone else that I recognise in that? Oh, yeah, there's Chris Elliott. He played Woogie in Something About Mary. Yeah. If you remember him. I do. So... If you're finding something a bit different, I think they're only like a, they're very short episodes, but it's, it's a comedy. Yeah. 
So what it says basically it says when rich video store manager Johnny Rose and his family suddenly find themselves broke, they're forced to leave their pampered lifestyles to regroup in Shit's Creek. <laughs> Which <laughs> you can mean they're you mean they're up they literally are in a in a bit of spot of bother. Yeah. Hence hence the the clever title, on it? Yeah, exactly. So have a look at that one, see what you think. I, te- <laughs> might be funny. I think another one that's ended as well is I Zombie. I think this is the last season this year. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, so just got, started sure released it? on uh, Netflix now as well, season five. Um, There's two episodes up at the moment, so there is a complete season five. Oh no, actually they're still filming them at the yeah. moment. So twelve and thirteen are the last two to be filmed. Yeah, but episodes and one and the, two the, are on Netflix now. Yeah, so there's no season six actually penciled in on that on internet movie. Day no, they, so they said last right. year it's the last one this time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has uh, started rolling. Do you know what? I saw a trailer for that, and I thought, what programme is this? That's not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is. It just looks looks like it looks like a science fiction. Well, this is detrimental to the word science fiction, but it looks like something out of Star Trek. Are you looking at the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or this one? Well, the trailer for it, or they did a recap on I me. Mean, what the heck's this program? That's Agent, Agents, Agents of Shields Shield. went into the future. Okay, um, that's, don't say anymore. Yeah. That's it. You need, need to, you need to watch it. Yeah, because it was a good season, actually. <clears throat> I haven't seen it for donkeys. I did stay away from you it. You need to catch up on it now that you've got your Marvel love back. So, all right, so they're up to season six. Now. Yeah, and they they've oh, just started well, doing it now. They're, yeah, they're halfway through there. Well, they've, they've got um, four four episodes done. Yeah. I think I've got to go back to about season two. Yeah, you probably have. Um, when did Star first know her powers? Was it Star? Star. Is her name Star? No. Do you mean Daisy? As no. in Sky? I might be. Uh, might have been. Yeah, Daisy. Yeah. Sky. Yeah, Chloe Bennett. Yeah. There you go. Yes, she uh, got her powers yeah, so- season three. Because she turned someone into stone, if I remember. The last she saw, turned into stone, or she, or she turned someone into stone. No, what season was that? Uh, that the, the, I think the start of the Inhumans bit, end of season two, beginning of season three. Right, I need to check out from the end of season two. Then. Yeah, because uh, season three, if I remember rightly, was uh, was it season three or four? The, there was one where <clears throat> you know the younger agent who uh, was on season one, uh, he ends up... Well, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. No, no, no. Are you talking about um, Grant Ward? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was all right. Then he turned out to be a bit of a nasty piece of work, if I remember. Oh, I think. he's very nasty piece of work. And he, then he tried to be good again, then he was bad again. Yeah, and then he's, then something else happens, and he said he's very, very yeah. bad. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just looking at the cast list then, who was in it. Obviously, yeah. Uh, um, one of my missus' favourite is Neil Mac- Neil McDowell, mm-hmm. who plays Dum 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 Dugan. Yeah, is he still in it? Is he? Uh, no, don't think he is. Yeah, and oh yeah, Medlin Way that plays plays Ming Ming Noin. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah, I might have to have a look at that. I I think you should. I- 
because uh, there's been a few good seasons in that now. Yeah. I, like so when the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. went to the future, that was interesting. That's a spoiler. I'm just saying. I don't think it is a spoiler because I'm not... Yes, it is because I, I don't know that. <laughs> I do <clears> now. Well... To be, to be fair, it's a, it's over a season ago. Well, it's over a year ago. I think it's pretty fair yeah, to say. But I, it may well have been, but you have to run it by with me first. I'm I'm not <laughs> telling you any more than that, though. I'm not telling you any more well, than I've, that. I've, oh, well, I might get back to that. We used to both watch that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it would be quite good to if you watched it and then we have a rundown of what we thought about it. Yeah. Okay, so should we move on then? Yep. So cinema releases this week. 15th of May, we got John Wick Chapter 3. 17th of May, we got Breakthrough and Mercy. So don't know anything about those. No, not about John Wick. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't seen, I have not watched John Wick yet. Parabellum. I wanted, to, I wanted to watch the first one, but I can't find it on anywhere to stream at the minute. Really? No, I can't find it anywhere. John Wick 2's on Amazon at the moment. Is it not on Netflix? No, I think so. Can't find it. I'm surprised. <clears throat> well, yeah, because I think that I think Sky never had it either. They they well, they had it for a little while when it was in their list to release, but it's one of those that's like disappeared in the ether. You have got to pay for it, mm. which I'm certainly going to do at the minute. But yeah, we'll see. I'm going to pick it up. Okay. Anyway, D- DVD releases. Yep. Blu-ray. So we've got, we got? Bumblebee. Which I'm quite looking forward to see because I haven't seen that one. Uh, Hitman Redemption and mm-hmm. Sliding Doors 21st anniversary bit of Gwyneth Paltrow from 21 years ago. I I remember bits of that movie. Yeah, I think it was a very good movie. Do you remember the story? Well, yeah, because that's what Sliding Doors is all about because it's about it's a left and right story. Isn't yeah, it? it's about different realities. You know, if you'd have turned left instead of right, this is what would have happened. Yeah. Yeah, like Doctor Who. <laughs> mm, maybe. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember that? St- there was one called Turn Right. No. And she turned to either turned left and took a different lifestyle and didn't even get to meet the Doctor and something. It's really weird, but same sort of idea that you're going to have an alternate timeline because you just didn't go down that original space you would have gone. Yeah. But nothing else in there. I can't see a lot. No, I think it's a pretty it's, lean week. Uh, other than Bumblebee and you know what I mentioned, uh, next week's Glass. If I remember rightly, looking forward to seeing mm-hmm. that because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Okay, cinema charts. So five, we've got Dumbo. Number four, we've got Tolkien. Three, we've got Curse. The Curse of Lelorona. Now this is a I'll, I'll quick before we get the rest. This is a horror movie, yeah. I don't know. And there was a, someone's going to get the sack Monday morning because there was a screening somewhere in the UK where they were there to go and see Pikachu and started rolling all the trailers for that movie and the kids were screaming in the cinema because <laughs> they were like the, you know, so for a, for a horror movie trailer, you're going to get all the horror movie trailers from the, for the, obviously for that. So it was stuff like Annabelle and stuff like this that was kicking around, mm. so... Someone was not happy. <laughs> I can't understand Anyhow, how that can have happened, to be quite honest. God knows. Uh, you know, you got the real set up, haven't you? Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I, it's, it's however it works. Anyway, number two, we got Longshot. And um, obviously, number one in the cinema, no guesses, uh, is Endgame Avengers. And rightly so. 
And it's doing rather well. It's just taken. <clears throat> it just taken. It's taken Avatar's top and all time or in the all time chart. Yeah. And it's just behind Titanic, which is the one to beat to go to top. Which I'm I sure thought that Avatar was the one to beat to go to top. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, was it Titanic? Was it? Yeah, it was Titanic. They overtook, and I, I think then Avatar was above it. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. So interesting. Very interesting. Charts and the Blu-ray charts are really, really interesting considering the content. Blimey, they all are. Because at number five, up from nine, we have Black Panther. At number four, up from seven, we have Ant Man and the Wasp. At number three, staying at number three, we have Aquaman. At number two, up from four, we have Avengers: Infinity War. And at number one, still staying there, is Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I don't think we've ever done a show where all of the movies in the charts have been superhero movies. They're all comic book, yeah. Yeah. A little, a little mix. Well, you got one in the middle there, which is DC. Yeah. Aquaman and the rest are all, all Marvel. Yeah, it just goes to prove how good a job that they're doing on it at the moment. How marvellous is that, eh? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Smoothing on then. Okay, so what we've been watching this week. So I'll start with me. Now, a week ago, I was um, looking into watching some Italian horror. Yeah. Don't, should we refer to these as spaghetti horrors? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they are. No, 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 because spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti westerns were well. Actually, they were filmed in Spain. Some of them, actually, maybe not Italy, but but yeah, I know what you're mm. saying. So I, I I found on on Amazon Prime, I found Zombie Creeping Flesh, uh, which was on the poster. It's got like an X on it, so that's how old it is. <laughs> God. And Touch of Death. And Touch of Death, if I'm correctly right, from the time was Lucio, um, Lucio Felucci's movie. And he's done a load of these sort of horror movies. And he's, he's become a bit, of a, a bit of a classic in what he's done. And the other day I was chatting on Instagram to a someone I <clears throat> listened to his podcast, but also hopefully getting his book for my birthday. Mm. And his book is called Score to Death, which is where he's interviewed all these um, film composers for horror movies. So um, his name's Blake. So I was chatting to him on Instagram. We were a long, long chat over bits and pieces because we both love Carpenter and stuff like that. And we were talking about other horror um, composers and bits and pieces. And he mentioned some of this stuff by Fritzy. And a lot of his movies were, were done by Lucio Fucci. And Actually, ironically, at the same time, I was headed on a, on a tweet for another podcast, which I listened to, which is to do with, they're doing a, a little bit on Video Nazis on their next show, which is um, Draw One Breath, their podcast. And so I just thought, do you know what, I need to pick up some more of these. So I got five of them. So I picked up, which we classes, these were Video Nazis back in the day. So... You had Zombie 2, Zombie 3, and Zombie 4. They were called that in, in Italy because Zombie 1 was Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Over here, they were called Zombie Flesh Eaters, where, which will be then Zombie Flesh Eaters 1, 2, and 3, but they're Zombie 2, 3, and 4, but not to get too confusing. And I sat and watched Flesh Eaters and Flesh Eaters 2 last night. 
and I haven't had so much fun in an age regarding old Star Wars movies. They're gory to be unbelievable. And even my missus would turn her head and say, what are you watching this for? It's disgusting. <laughs> I was going to say, that was actually what I was going to ask you, is what does your wife make of all of this? She just shook her head. Did she sit in the same room and watch it? Well, she did when I was when I was watching. I think it was Touch of Death. There's a scene in there where the, where the, where, the, where this guy's got a chainsaw, and he's chopping the arms and legs and the head off his body, and you see it all happening in front of you and you're in front of your very eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a little bit tongue in cheek because of, of of the way it's done those days. But in some places, they did a damn fine job in it, and it's pretty disgusting to say the least. But when you were 17 years of age and you saw these for the first time, you were amazed. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And <clears throat> the other ones I've got, I've, I haven't watched Zombie 4 yet, which I've got to get to watch. Um, but one of his one of his classics that everyone talks about is The Beyond, which I've got. I haven't seen that yet. And also I've got City of the Living Dead. So I've got a plenty, I've got a plenty of a gore fest to enjoy over the next couple of weeks with all these movies. I think you. I think you should have a look at them. Check out. Go on Amazon Prime and look at Zombie Creeping Flesh, and just take it with a pinch of salt and maybe a bit of comedy for yourself from that point of view. Yeah. But they 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 did a smart job for what they were. But again, they all got banned. If you ever want to watch a documentary or two on on, on YouTube, there's a few of them out there to, to explain the whole scenario, what happened with because we didn't have any certification at the time. Mm. And they were all out there to your heart's content on VHS. And then this woman came along within the government called Mary Whitehouse, put a ban and everything everything from Evil Dead to The Exorcist. God, I remember Mary Whitehouse. <laughs> and she banned, they got more banned. Yeah. And people were still finding them, though, on sort of dodgy places to pick them up. Mm. We never had stream in those days. But what we did have... But you did. It was just went into a river. <laughs> yeah. That was close we got did, a stream in. But what you did have is you had these little people that had their own little van and they would pull up outside an industrial estate somewhere and start flogging these VHS, VHS, VHS tapes. Yeah. It's just pretty amazing. It, 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 was, a diff, it was a real weird bit of history in, in the movies for, for, the, for the UK at the time. Definitely. And I think it was when movies started to struggle, which I think went on for about 20 years. So I don't think movies are struggling now. I think that people have a a newfound love for movies. But I think for a number of years, the movie industry has struggled to maintain its position, um, you know, as a form of entertainment. Well, I think it's funny because when... I think which one would it have been? When we started getting the the, the, the tapes out for sale, because obviously we had the big rental rental side of VHS tapes was huge. Mm. You had, I mean, now, I mean, we did have blockbusters, but we had these lot of independent places, and you to you know you pick up most most things there. They'd have a, they'd actually when the tapes get worn out enough, they'd flog them on. You could probably pick those up as well. Yeah, before before they actually got a proper physical release, and then Paramount started releasing the VHS uh, for the movies from Beverly Hills Cop to Jaws, you know, to The Thing, 
all these little movies sort of come out, but they were making a huge amount of money with them. Mm. And ironically, I've been looking on Twitter and on YouTube that they're making a bit of a comeback, believe it or not. What, VHS? People are picking up VHS tapes from all sorts of places and, and picking up players as well. Can't understand why. I, I think it's... Nostalgia. I mean, it is. I think it is in a big way. I mean, I don't. I would say in the case of vinyl, that's slightly different. Vinyl, you have actually better quality than CD. Yeah, but ironically, then cassettes have become a, are coming back, which you wouldn't think, would you? No, I think that's probably something to do with Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. Who knows? But it's just, it's odd. It really is odd. But with with VHS tapes, I mean, you're getting some videos that are coming out now and release, and they're, they're giving you these fake boxes that look like video cassettes mm. as well, aren't they? So it's, it's all coming back, going around in circles again, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think that there are some things like VHS which I'm very happy to keep in the past. Yeah. Um, I much prefer the 4K sort of glorious pictures than, you know, what, what we used to get. It's funny because when I'm looking at when I'm looking at these, because obviously I'm picking these up, some of these are coming to Blu-ray now, these movies. Yeah. And there's the odd one or two that's getting to 4K. But just for sheer getting five getting five movies here for about 35 quid. Yeah. You know, it's still like five or six quid each on DVD. Mm. But some of them don't have the option for Blu-ray. Now, um, the company Arrow do a lot of weird stuff and all sorts of, of um, movies on there. And two of these are from Arrow. They were probably a little bit more expensive. But if I start get, I might just get back into this again. I'll probably pick a few of them up on Blu-ray. Yeah. So yeah, I, I picked up Suspiria on Blu-ray. Uh, it's even though it's the it's it's the it's the it's the Blu-ray. It's an actually remastered. It was it was four K mastered back to Blu-ray. Yeah. Even though it isn't four K, I'm sure there may well be a four K version out there. But the quality of that image is outstanding to watch on a on a 4K TV with a, with a slight bump in the quality you're getting from the Xbox player. Mm. And when you're looking at these these films that have been digitally remastered with all the extra gore on that thrown in there, they don't look bad, actually. They don't really look bad. Yeah. And I thought maybe it would give that, if you were going to get a bit of a DVD look to it, it might give you that feel of the old VHS tape a little bit. Maybe not the same quality because the difference between DVD and VHS was quite a bit in, in, this, in its own way anyway. Mm. But no, it's just great. I'm just loving it. Oh, cool. You know, something different. Yeah. Just getting out of that, getting out of that. I won't say it's boring because we've had 22 Marvel movies over 10 years. <clears throat> but just something different, something different to watch than, than watching the norm. And I, I like that. And I do love a load of those independent um, horror movies. I am a real fan of them. Mm. It's just nice to get back to them. Really. Well, horror is your genre, isn't it, really, more than anything else? It's, well, it, horror, sci-fi and horror I've always lived with as a kid in all different ways. And don't get me wrong, I love science fiction. And I love my classic science fiction as well. But horror, going back to the old horror, you know, this is the, 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 bit, the bit between... Between the seven, well, I, I still love the seventies horror. And do get me wrong, because I still say The Exorcist is one of the best horror films that was ever made. See, I used to love the old Hammer horrors. 
Well, yeah, because I used to watching Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing battling out with as Van Helsing and Count Dracula. Yeah, they were fun to watch. They were, you know, and uh, you had a, a few different other ones there with Vincent Price was involved with. I think Witchfinder General comes to mind. Mm. Um, these were all Hammer-based um, Hammer horror films that were made at the time, and it was quite good when you used to get horror and sci-fi colliding with like the Quatermass movies. Yeah, and you get yeah, there was a few a few films like that that came out. Yeah, I must admit, I've been thinking about getting Quatermass on you know the, those movies on uh, Blu-ray. Mm. Actually, I did see um, Arrow, the company Arrow, are releasing. On Blu-ray, I think it's sort of first movie on Blu-ray is Weird Science. Yeah, which I I think I've seen it quite recently actually. That, somewhere that was a classic of the day, but it should remain in the day now. I don't know. I don't know. Anything with Kelly LeBrock in it works fine with me, mate. <laughs> Didn't do it for me as much. <coughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, back to normality. Yeah, that was Pikachu. Well, we haven't talked about the other one first. Oh well, yeah. I don't know how far we're going to go into that. I, I'm, I don't. I don't want to go massively into it. So uh, we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame. If you haven't seen it, there may be mild spoilers ahead. We won't tell the main ones. Though. No, we won't tell the, the main ones. But there may be mild spoil, spoilers ahead. There's one particular thing that I've what I've seen uh, after seeing a movie twice. I think that there's a line in there that is said that is more significant than anything else in that whole movie for going forward. But I'll come to that. So um, in terms of it as a fail, I think that this really sets out the whole of the next phase of cinematic, the, you know, the MCU, um, mm. dealing with the aftermaths of everything that's happened. And if you've seen the... Uh, your new Spider-Man movie uh, trailer, then you know that came out came out Thursday last week. Didn't it, it did, yeah. Then you'll know exactly what I mean um, How did you about find that? that. Maybe quickly about that. Fantastic! I'm really Can't looking wait. forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that Tom Holland's an excellent Spider-Man, and I really wasn't convinced at all. I really, you know, when I first heard about he was going to do it, I didn't mm. know anything about him as an actor, and. I just thought, oh, no, Toby Maguire, you know. Um, but I think he's doing an excellent job, a really excellent job. And I think that they're handling Spider-Man well. So uh, anyway, back to Avengers. It, I mean, it clocks in at just over three hours. I've seen it twice and neither time did I feel that that felt like three hours. Um, it's a definite distinct movie in two halves. The first or most of the first half being sort of like dealing with the after effects of the previous I think I'll put, one. I'll, put, I'll, put, I'll probably put it in three parts, to be honest, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. You know, because the way, the, way the, the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's a good point, actually. Yeah, it probably is in three parts. Um, but there's some real shock moments, some very touching ones as well. Humour's present, um, but sometimes borders on too much. And what I would say is Thor, and I'm sure that you know what I mean. I ain't saying anything. I'm not. I'm not denying. No, I'm not. Or... I'm not saying. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, About, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. But um, but it's an absolutely epic picture in every way. But was there a standout line for you? What, as in, what was worded? But was there any line in that movie 
that you thought there's something else here. The, the, the talking about something that is to come. I can't really say really about spoiling. So that I, well, okay, I well, we'll put the thing up because we're, we're past, we're allowed to talk about it now. You know, it's been tweeted out. I mean, I don't, I don't think we should talk about, I don't think we should talk about the main, the main part of, of what, what, what the happens. Was. No, I'm not talking about that. Go on, you tell me. What All right, well, I'll tell you I what I'm talking I'm gonna, about. I don't want to say anything personally at the minute, but what do you want to say? You tell it me. was when Bruce said, "It's like I was made for this." Okay. Do you know where I mean? Well, I've only seen it once. You've seen it twice, so it's been a while since I've seen it now. So, can you think about where I mean in the movie now? No, you have to tell me off. You have to tell me off air. <laughs> <laughs> God, did you actually pay attention? <laughs> Yes, but I saw that when it came out, mate, and that was ages ago now. It's only a couple of weeks. I know, I know, but it was, I was digesting that film. You need to watch it about three times. I, I picked this out from the first time I saw the movie. It was a, mm. it was a standout line for me. Okay. It was it was when they were all, oh, sorry it was when they were all uh, sat about talking mm. about what they should do, and Banner said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Can you think of it where I mean now? Yeah, I know what you mean yeah, now, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, to me, was... I, I think that that's going to be followed up. Well, without saying too much now, there's... Disney have got little little ways that this is going to branch out. Yeah. Where it's going to be TV and movie. Yes, it is, because... They've set, they've set up, without saying too much, they've set up characters for their TV shows. Well, there's going to be a Loki TV show. Mm. There is going to be Scarlet Vision, which is evidently going to be Scarlet Witch and Division, evidently. Mm. How? I'm not really sure. But there's ways they can do this. Yeah. If they go down the route, I'm thinking maybe... Well, if you've watched a Spider-Man trailer, uh, I think it's quite obvious what what avenue that they're going down because it tells you in the trailer. Uh, We're talking on reels here half the time at the minute, but yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's difficult because we're trying, you know, if, I'll tell you what, if, if anybody hasn't done it, skip forward about 30 seconds, start in, because we're going to spoil it now. Right, multiverses. Yeah, I don't know if that's a done thing or not. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think it is because. Only, the only, the only place you're going to, I know, well, multiverse or not, the only way that is going to work is with the Loki character and how he finished, how, how he left the movie. No, because of what happens at the end. No, forget the end. How he left in yes. the middle of the movie. Yes. That is how Disney are going to carry on his character. Yes, that is. That is. Yeah, that's what I mean. That is. So that's how that will branch out. Now, whether or not that means that what he can get up to will be all sorts of mess because it won't actually deter from what happened later in the film no. due to a timeline maybe or whatever. I don't know. Well, the ancient one explained it, didn't she, if you think about it? Okay. She gave, she gave that, that that explanation. That's she yeah, do that I line. Any, yeah, I wouldn't say any more, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on because we don't want to spoil it for... Uh, people and you know hopefully it's still people it's still people trying to get to see it so yeah well that that's why we've given plenty of spoiler warnings because we don't want people to spoil it so if you've listened to this now it's not like you weren't told so anyway moving on Dete- uh, pokemon detective pikachu so uh this story is about detective harry goodman who goes on a mysterious 
uh, oh, sorry, who goes mysteriously missing, prompting his 21-year-old son, Tim, to find out what's happened to him uh, when he's uh, notified that his father has gone missing. So to help, to when he goes uh, to whatever city it is, I can't remember the name of the city, where Pokemon and humans work together, and it's not long before he meets um, his father's former partner, who's a wisecracking super sleuth detective Pikachu. And what makes it unusual is that only Tim can understand what Pikachu is saying. So Pikachu's talking, everyone else is hearing Pikachu, Pikachu, and he's understanding exactly what what he's saying when he's saying, you know, in whatever language it is. Mm. So basically what the, cause Pikachu's also lost his memory. Um, and he's trying to recreate, retrace his steps. And the only reason why he knows to go back to Harry's flat, uh, when Harry, um, is involved in an accident is looking at his hat. It's got Harry's name and address in it. Pikachu's hat. That is. So basically, you know, it's a, it's a story about how they unravel what's going on. Um, there is Bill Nye's in this. I didn't know he was in it, which made it quite interesting. Uh, it's voiced by Ryan Reynolds, uh, for Pikachu. And I have to say, it's exceptionally well presented. I mean, really exceptionally well presented. It perfectly integrates, uh, the Pokemon into like real life mm. um and that brings uh you know quite a few funny moments as well but if you've followed pokemon at any time or you've played pokemon go or any of the pokemon games you're going to be going you know oh that you know that's uh you know a, a mewtwo or you know whatever sort of the same way wreck it ralph when that came out yeah yeah, so if if you're a bit of a Pokemon sort of spotter, you're going to really enjoy that. Um, it's funny, it's witty, it's got lots of action for the kids, but there's also, I think there's a bit in there for, you know, us dads or people who haven't grown up so that we're not completely bored s- stiff while watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a big must for any Pokemon fan of any age, to be honest, to go and see it. Okay, yeah, I don't think it'd be my cup of tea. I'll probably I'll probably end up watching it when it gets to Sky. Yeah, just to see what the fuss is about. Like, like I mean, it's you know, it's not a great drama, but it's an enjoyable <clears throat> movie. I I didn't look at my watch throughout it. I, I sat and watched it. I, it had that much of my attention. Yeah. Okay. There's something else I want to talk about quickly as well. Actually, to me, that's the go on then. So, so firstly. There is, I recommend, if you're a Stephen King fan, this is two things that I'm talking about, is that if you go to the Postmortem podcast, the latest one is has got an interview with him. Mm-hmm. He never does interviews, ever. So, unfortunately, I, my, my phone was going mental that day. I never got to listen to it properly, so I'll probably go back. But if you go to post, Postmortem's um, podcast, which is done by Mick Garris, you will see an interview with Stephen King. Right. Leading on from this, the trailer for It Chapter 2 came out last week. Okay. Oh, boy. Does that look good and creepy? I, have you seen It? No. The first part? No, I haven't. No. 
Because he's not your cup of tea, is it? I'm, I'm not into Stephen King at all. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But that trailer, oh my, I cannot wait to go and see that in the cinema. That will be a must to do. It looks creepy. It's got, oh, it's just, oh, it makes you, makes you want to, just gives you that, like someone just said, you walked over your grave or something, you know? Yeah, he looks awesome. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. From from a horror point of view, if you love your horror movies, I think they, they've done this to a T. And I think they've followed it more to the book as well, compared to the last one. See, I haven't read the book, so what does what what does that mean in terms of Well, because obviously how they transfer like the original the original it was a TV adaptation. Yeah. This is a movie adaptation. No, but what I mean is what's the difference in the story? Oh, they they're just bits they've taken out and put bits they put back in. Oh, really? The same way the same way they did when they did The Shining. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew this, but Stephen King was never happy with the movie. No, I didn't know it. And I, he actually says something in the, in this podcast I was listening to um, that I was talking about on Postmortem. He says something on there <laughs> made me laugh, which, yes, I do I do understand he does not like that version of, um, of The Shining because he was involved with the guy he was talking to. They did an adaptation of it for TV. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. And I think it's on Amazon Prime, and it's a four-hour film, right? So that might be worth going to going to if you're a fan of Stephen King, check out the four-hour TV version. Yeah, definitely. Of the Shining, and I'm, I'm sure I saw it there. It's free to watch on Prime Prime Video. Mm. But yeah, no, it's oh, I do I love Stephen King, and I I like the idea of, of his old movies and some of them staying as they are. They've been remade, some of them. I, I weren't too keen on them. Yeah. You know, Carrie was great in the 70s. And I still adore that film. But when I watched the remake, it, was, it wasn't it was on par with it, to be honest. I would say Carrie would probably be my favourite one out of Stephen King's that I've seen from his original yeah. ones. I mean, don't get me wrong, Grace, Grace Mortez, my name is, she she done a grand job in what she did. But... It's just not a patch on the original. No. And I think there's some other bits, but I mean, I, I saw, there's, there's a few I haven't seen for a while. I'll go back to The Stand and that was a TV show. Obviously, I'm hearing that they may remake Salem's Lot, which is like sacrilege. You can't do that. That still works as a, as a TV film. Mm. That is creepy as hell as well. Um, especially halfway through the film when they're not saying too much, just little kids floating in the in the air outside this window trying to get in. Yeah, it's, it's really, really gets up, yeah. gets up, yeah. But uh, it really does. Oh, it's a shudder. Anyway, should we move on? Yeah. So let's go to the listeners' questions. John, what's happening to us? Okay. So we start with Mark again, as usual. He's got two questions for us. The first one is, what's the best game of the current generation? And I think I know what you're going to say. What do you think I'm going to say? I think you're going to say Assassin's Creed. Which one? The latest one. Odyssey. Yeah. For me, I would say it probably is, but I would say a lot of people will actually say The Witcher. I think that that's got a heck of a big following. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. But I do love Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I spent over 100 hours on it. What about for you? 
I think. Well, sorry. Not... So why are you even asking? So, so other than Destiny Two, um, I even though I haven't finished the game. I think Red Dead Redemption Two looks pretty good. Yeah, that looks that looks one of the you know if we're talking for the generation it is from what we're looking at and seeing, that works a treat. And anything else? Fallout. No, Fallout 76 won't be in it because that's the same generation with Fallout 4, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's the same engine, I think. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything, actually. Oh, saying that, okay. What else? Oh, yeah, what about the um, the PlayStation exclusive with the uh, Androids? Detroit Become Human. Yeah. Because there are times when I'm blinking, thinking I'm not actually watching a real game. I'm not watching a game here. It looks, it looks real. Yeah, in terms of an accomplishment mm. uh, for visual looks, but that that's only if you base a game on being best because of what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, I still think Red Redemption 2 probably got the top of it at the minute. Yeah. Des- and Destiny 2 is a little bit lower than that, maybe. It looks gorgeous still, don't get me wrong, and it plays a dream. It always will do at the moment. Mm. But thinking of something completely different, I think uh, I think Red Dead Redemption 2 for me is one of the ones on top. Yeah. We've got the horse mechanics still right, the gunplay, it just works. Mm. Well, it is an okay. impressive game. Oh, it is. And it's, I haven't finished it. And I, you know. But I don't think, I think it's uh, a game that hasn't done as well as it was anticipated it would. As, no, as I said, a lot of games like that of late. Yeah. They just all feel. Do you know, really, just they they may well have hit their mark where they need to, maybe for sales figures and everything else. Mm. Um, I mean, Spider Man, for example. I mean, how gorgeous does that look? And it plays pretty well as well. To be, I I would say that that would be one of the best games of this generation. Mm. Uh, I preferred it to God of War, definitely. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people might tell you off of that, but yeah, it's it's. Well, we all are, we're all entitled to our opinions. Oh yeah, no, I know. I think there's a lot of gold. there's a lot of people that really love God of War. Yeah, but I also thought, even though it was much shorter, Hellblade was one of my favourite games of this gen. Mm. As was, um, well, it sort of straddled both generations, but um, Middle Earth: Shadow of War. Not Shadow of War. Yeah. Um, Shadows of Mordor. Mm. That I really enjoyed that game. Um, and that was one that really it was better on this generation rather than the previous yeah true so do you want to move into this second question yeah. which probably links some of this quote nicely so which gaming character will you never get bored of well I'm going to say as I'm starting playing the third one I'm going to go um, Lara Croft and I'm going to go Ezio Aldatore <laughs> Okay. <laughs> From Assassin's Creed to Brotherhood and Revelations. If you like. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him as a character. I thought it was really cool. No, I did. I, I, I say I've got all the games still. But having said that, though, I also liked Alexius. Yeah. Right, I'm going to let you read this long question because I can't see it wearing all my glasses for some reason. And, and, and it's be... long and you don't want to have to read it all. <laughs> no, because I can't be bored. No, honestly. Yeah. Okay, so I really hate me... 30 FPS gaming. I'll say that this is Paul Wilson. Uh, I really hate 30 FPS gaming. I much prefer 60 FPS. I found that most modern TVs have ultra smooth 
uh, motion, motion smoothing settings. Sometimes the effect on the screen uh, when watching a movies or TV is referred to as a soap opera effect, which we know because they suggested that you switch that off for Mission Impossible uh, Fallout. Uh, but when switched on and playing games uh, that run at less than 60 FPS, in particular 30 FPS games, and I find it makes the game look smooth just like in 60 FPS. It does, however, add some minor input lag, but it sure does make the games look better, in my opinion, and prefer- uh, perfectly playable in my case. Have you ever tried 30 FPS games with the smooth motion setting enabled? On my Samsung, it works great and works pretty good on my Hisense TV as well. I'm not too sure because I'm not sure what the settings are for the OG, actually, for that. Well, I switched mine off, no. that sort of what, soap opera effect, out to look at the, watch the youtube video to find out how to minimize or switch off that effect well i mean i do swap my i with the lg you've got with the different modes for your tv so yeah. i normally swap gaming on that's what i normally have for when i'm gaming yeah i have different use different settings for different ones um i mean to be honest 60 fps is that really all that you want to game at game a bit higher well you see i think it's okay f- i think it's f- 60 is fine for car racing don't you think more i think anything that's Compared- fast moving you mm. want the best fps possible but with, with shooting games you don't need it yeah like you do yeah you do you it makes such a massive... Well, you see, I don't think I don't think on the Xbox you've got any games that are shooting games that are sixty frames per second. There isn't, is there? They're all at thirty. They're all locked at thirty. Uh, I think Doom might be sixty. De- Dest- Destiny's definitely been locked for whatever yeah, reason. I have a feeling that Doom might be sixty FPS. I mean, we'll we'll see more of this. I mean, on the PC side, you will know the difference because you can get that. I understand that. I c- I can tell you now, playing Destiny on a PC with at least. 60 fps mm. is a whole different ball game of playing it on the xbox probably is yeah it is so smooth it is unbelievable mm. and when you're playing it on the xbox you don't really that much notice the jagginess but wow it makes a difference yeah yeah um and you know i agree if you can get 60 fps or higher it's always preferable. Right. Just going back to the soap opera effect. Yeah. For LG, it's called True Motion. Yes. So Switch that off. I will have a look and see what mine's at, actually. I'm not even sure, to be honest, right now. But Mine's off. Yeah. But for LG, it's called that. For Samsung, it's called completely different. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. I should look a little bit later. See what that's all about. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're going to see more 60 frames per second with the next console iterations coming out. Yeah. And we'll see if, what it's if like. If not really. faster. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to do a okay. link? I mean, let me just, because honestly, I've got these lenses are not reading glasses. They're too. Do you want me to old, read um, No, it's all right. I can do it. I'm fine. It's all right. So League Doherty says, Desert Island Disc question. Okay. You can take one game, movie, album, and book. What do you take? I'll let you go first. Well, I'm going to guess for you. It's going to be Destiny 2 with 
the Destiny 2 uh, soundtrack and the Destiny 2 player's guide. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you go first. God's sake. Yeah, because you, you, you don't know what you're going to say. Okay. Take one game. I would probably take Destiny <laughs> because it's a game that you, if I took a single player game, I'd get pretty bored of it pretty quickly. So again, we're assuming that we've got a little box there that takes the internet to a little box on the island. Yeah, we'll have the caveat of it might be Desert Island Disc, but you've uh, got a satellite modem that gives you internet <laughs> connection to the outside world. Um, book. I'm going to say Jaws, Peter Benchley. Okay. Mm-hmm. Album. I'm going to say Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Okay. Now, movie's a difficult question because is this a box set or not? No, it's one movie. It's going to be literally one disc, yeah, in a box. Yes. No trilogies. No, one movie. Just, just one movie. That is difficult. <laughs> now we've had this question before, where we've taken box sets, which gets out very easy. Yeah, let, let's let's do it the hard no, way. No, 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 no. We're going to stick it to one movie. On this case, come on, can do this. Yeah, we got what you do, you're doing your list. <laughs> just don't <laughs> tell me to come on. I'm waiting for you. Okay, right. So I've done the game, Destiny. Album, Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Book, Jaws by Peter Benchley. And the movie, I'm going to say Blade Runner. I knew you were going to say Blade Runner. I'd have bet my mortgage on it. It was either that or I might have gone to Star Trek The Motion Picture. I was really close to saying that just of late, but it can change in the blink of an eye. Anyway, yes, that's me. What about you then? Okay. Gaming-wise, I'm going to say... Uh, elite dangerous. Yeah, I get you. Get you. I get you with that. That's fine. That's because that there. There's that keep you busy. That keep you busy. Uh, yeah. With what is it? Eight billion locations yeah. in the game. That your might book, keep me going for a your while. Your book. Can I go for your book? Got it. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Okay. Music. I. I don't know with you. That's a difficult question. Imagine. No. 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 It isn't a difficult question. It's going to be a Queen album, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> Which one? Probably a kind of Flash. magic. Okay. Which is kicking by my feet as we speak. I can see it there. <clears throat> okay. So, what film, what one single disc of a movie are you going to take? <laughs> Which episode of Star Wars is it going to be? It's going to em- be... Empire Strikes Back? Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Okay. Good call. Yeah, I would definitely want to take that. Would it be the director's cut? It'd be the longest frigging version possible. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think the director's cut's the longest one, yeah. isn't it? Just put the bits back in. I'm surprised you weren't going to give it go for a, a movie that's going to be really long. Maybe when when um, Endgame. Endgame kind of comes out. <laughs> well, actually, saying that, I mean, I've, I was I was tweeting about this just today, and I was. Um, it's a mad, 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 mad world, and that's nearly that's nearly two hours, twenty minutes, twenty forty minutes. I think mm. that is. Classic old film. But yeah. You can always do like one of the Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just. You not taking Star Wars is probably. Um, really, that would be. Probably you'd put your money on that. Yeah, no, I would probably take Star Trek, to be honest. Okay. If I only could choose one. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Go on, then. Off, off you go. So, Paul Wilson, then, another question. 
How much attention do you pay to reviews? I thought I was going to get caught with 11 uh, when I when it came to Days Gone. I sold my copy day one and didn't even break the seal. Then, after reading regular players' thoughts online, I jumped in and bought another copy. And I have to say, I've enjoyed the first couple of hours. Have you ever uh, found in the past reading reviews have dampened your enjoyment and enthusiasm for a game? Or on the flip side, enticed you into buying something that you felt was a complete waste of money. Hmm. I can think of two examples straight off the top of my head. Go on then. Um, my enthusiasm for Unity was dampened because of all of the bad press. Yeah, I did. I well, I didn't have the problem, so I was lucky. Yeah, uh, I didn't either, but it just dampened my enthusiasm for it. Um, and I've loved that game you know of late mm. and also i listened to all of the hype about fallout 4 and bought it and thought it was a complete pile of garbage no fallout 4 was fine that was not a, that was another no problem. i said in my opinion and it said yeah. i know that you love it but um i put i'd probably say the same thing i'd probably say about um mass effect actually andromeda yeah mm. That still is a bane of my life. <laughs> that's game. what I've got to get back to completing. Matter of fact, that's when one I might install on my laptop. That's a good idea. Re- start again. Yeah. Um, other than that, didn't didn't some of the Walking Dead games get a bit of a kick? Uh, it wasn't the Telltale one. It was the... Was it Overkill's The Walking Dead? I can't remember what of them did. No. Yeah, it was that one that was coming out that ended up uh, something I know the one for you. What um, that you got kind of suckered into a little bit of the hype with. We happy for you. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I played. I played. I played that as the um, <coughs> beta test that didn't like beta testing. <laughs> have Have you actually played it since? I've tried to put it in, but I just can't do it. I really can't. I've tried. Put a gun with really for that one. I'm afraid. Because it's not actually too bad. It's um, sort of like a survival version of Bioshock. Yeah, no, but I'd rather play Bioshock, to be honest. Yeah, well, who wouldn't? Any of, any of those three, any day of the week. Yeah. Okay. Matt Tudor? Okay, yeah. <clears throat> so he's saying here, is there any piece of tech that you'd love to buy that just seems too far out of your reach? I've been eyeing up a Devaliant Phantom Wireless speakers at 2500 for one. I don't think the wife would be too pleased, ha-ha, but you can dream on. Mm. Uh, constantly. <laughs> I spend my life dreaming about stuff that I can't have, <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, I, I've got the uh, I've got the Sky, the Sky Box sound box. Mm. That's not bad. Now, that is made by Devaliant, Devalier, what they're called. So, and that's not, and that's got wireless on that as well. Yeah. So there, there you go. That might be a, a second option for you. Yeah, much it more. Works well, it works well on the wireless for connecting your phone or if you want to connect a Alexa or something like that. Yeah. That works very well with that. Mm. Um, me, I'd love to have a cinema <laughs> in the house. <laughs> if anything. Mm. Just if you had, if you had that, if you had, if you like, were, you know, you became that hundred millionaire in the lottery, 
Just you, you'd love to have that cinema in the basement somewhere. Yeah. You know. Is there anything at the moment that is more normally priced that oh, is just real world. beyond your, your the reach? real world? Yeah. Because mm. to be honest, we could all say, um, you know, I want a, you know, no, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, I could yeah. say I want a Core i nine with, um, you know, two eighty Titan and sixty four gig of RAM with. Uh, you know, fourteen yeah. terabyte hard drive, etc., etc. I, t- I would like, a, I would like a really, really, really good, decent set of um, headphones for for gaming. Yeah, I'm not talking music. So I've got a you've got set Astros. No, I've got an old set of Turtle Beach. I thought you had Astros. No, I don't. They're wireless, <clears throat> and sometimes the wireless drops out occasionally. Mm. They're okay. They're, they're all right, but they're just gathering dust at the minute, to be honest. Not talking to anyone on a date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'd like, I mean, I'd like to have a, a personally, I'd have a, a, I wouldn't go wireless again, but I'd want something really, really, you know, I'll, something really good. I'll tell you what, you want to try out the HyperX Cloud 2s that I've got. They're a really good set. Mm. Really comfortable have as you well. Tried, have you tried the Dolby Atmos app with them as well? Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, because the Dolby Atmos app, you don't need. You don't need to be Dolby Atmos headphones. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, the Dolby Atmos is permanently switched on for headphones on my Xbox. Yeah. So I, w- but I would if I've now what sixty nine quid now the ones I've got mm. definitely worth a look. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm surprised. I'd have thought you'd have might have said, like a really good gaming PC. Maybe, maybe. I'm just, I'm, I'm content sitting in a comfy chair, though. Yeah, no, but I mean, for you know, like you could have that in your study. Yeah. And then when the missus is wanting the TV, you could retire in there and play Destiny on the PC. Yeah, but and I tell you what, when that'll happen, I tell well, I tell you what would help push it is when the day they say. You can. You never know. This might happen in the next generation, as such, that you can transfer your character that you've got on the Xbox. Mm. Well, you can. No, I don't think you can. Can you? Not exactly as it is. I'm sure you can. I don't think it's that's a thing yet. I thought. I thought, talking about I it. thought it was. I thought that you had the ability to transfer it. I'm not sure Unless, how, but no, I don't because I know the PC. So, sorry, the PC side with PlayStation, you can't. But I'm sure you you can't just log on to it. That's not a thing yet. No, no, you can't do that. No, swap. You want to swap? You want to be able to swap between the two? Yeah. So I'm going to carry on now with that character and you play it on the PC, then go to the Xbox in the other room, back backwards and forwards. Mm. Don't think that's a thing. Yet. No, that's not. No. Okay. You do Nicky's. I haven't done mine yet. Oh, go on then. <laughs> um, I mean, I would, like, you know, I, I said a, a couple of minutes ago, I could turn around and say a massive spec PC. Um, but in reality, one thing that is really just out of reach for me right this moment is I actually want a, um, a G-Sync monitor. Mm. Because that takes out all of the latency and stops screen tearing on PC games. Yeah. 
So that's my intended future purchase. I mean, I could do I could do another TV actually. Yeah, four K. I could one. do that in here, and also a four K Blu Ray player. Yeah, or another Xbox the, One X the, with a yeah, true. with a little but sofa what, in your study. But what I know, but what I'd like is I'd like the ability to play different region. Yeah, as well. I mean, the Blu Ray player I've got here, I've got a hack for that, which I, which I got on eBay, which is a remote. And it's now region. It's now region and it's unlocked as the regions go. Yeah. So if I pick up any um, DVD that I'm after, that's re, you know I can play them in here. It's fine. Mm. But for but for Blu-ray pod perspective, I haven't got anything to play region one. Because normally, if you look at if you look at some of the, the Blu-rays that come out in the states, they have a they have a damn sight nicer box, more discs, more content. We don't get that with Region 2. You know. Yeah. But hey-ho, you can't have everything. No, that's true. <laughs> anyway. Nicky Wilson. Mm. Are you surprised at how much Twitch and YouTube game streaming has taken off this gen? And what do you think about people getting banned for streaming games before the release date? Well, it depends how they purchase the disc, isn't it? Yeah. Now, first of all, then you got you got you got a shop two that might send the disc over early. You purchased it. They don't mind you playing it, but they might say, "Please don't stream it yet." Mm-hmm. Um, that's a bit of a difficult scenario. Well, I, I, I think it's I think it's quite clear as long as you've received the game through legitimate sources, you have not done anything to circumvent. The law. I mean, I know. I, I know. What? I know. Joking aside, that's happened to someone today or tomorrow. Yesterday, has it? I'm not saying who, <laughs> but yeah, put a disc in, and he got a ban from Twitch. <laughs> You'll have to tell us who that is because I have no idea who you're talking about. Uh, you better guess. Oh, that person. <laughs> what again? Anyhow, yeah, I saw it today. Okay. Um, well, personally, I, I don't, if if they've got the disc legitimately. What's the problem? Yeah, there shouldn't be a problem. It's not their fault they've been sent it early. But if they're under an NDA to not, you, to not, you know, release anything, then they should get banned because they've broke their agreement of why they've been given that game. And I have, I had no idea about what, that that had happened because I yeah. am, I do not follow that person anymore. Nothing at all to do with me. That's dead and gone. But um, you know, I I, I think it's it's tricky, isn't it? But I do think if a, if a person has legitimately got it, I don't I can't see why they should be punished. Mm. Well, there's going to come there's going to come a point I think where YouTube. Um, maybe sooner rather than later, that it's going to get to a peak and it's going to fall in its ass. With all the new legislations that are coming in at the minute, oh, yeah. we'll be coming in. I'd be surprised if anyone's got a channel at all, to be honest. Mm. You know, especially well, I think the the ones that are suffer more are those that are probably um, making money from it. Yeah. Anyone else like me, just just doing it for fun. You're not gaining anything from it. All you're doing is advertising to other people that music or whatever. I think that might not be a problem, but someplace it's going to be uh, be difficult. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> I, th- I think what annoys me 
more is <clears throat> when like Nintendo start putting pressure on people to stop streaming their stuff because that's evidently happened a few times. Mm. What I think is quite good is some games won't allow you to stream story content that's like got cutscenes. Yeah. Uh, I think Rat- Persona 5 might have been like that. Uh, yeah, I think Ratchet and Clank was as well. Which, because they don't want to get it spoiled. Yeah. So, yeah, there's pros and cons on that. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. That's fair mm. enough. Anyway, it looks like Nicky Wilson's, it's in, the rest of this is called the Nicky Wilson show by looks of it. Yeah. So his second question is saying, is there any way DC can catch up with Marvel in the cinematic universe? I wish. Personally, I don't. <clears throat> I, th- I, I wish, I wish, because, but they can't, No, unfortunately. I, I think that they're probably going to be in a bit of a stronger position now because, in, a, <clears throat> in effect, it's a new Marvel Cinematic Universe now. Yeah. Because of what's happened. Again, we're not doing spoilers, but... I, th- I, th- I think it's a fresh start for Marvel now. And that doesn't yeah. tell you what's happened in the movie, in case you're thinking it does. Hmm. Um, but the, the the DC universe... <sighs> you know, Batman's always been one of my favourite superheroes. But hmm. God, the DC universe could be quite depressing. Uh, you know, it's just... I don't, I don't know, they're just not as enjoyable movies. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's not like the idea's not there. They had some good ideas. It's just a translation mm. of them. I would like to see them catch up, but I'm not sure whether they will. The two hit and miss. Yeah. Okay. I don't think there's much more I can really say because I would love DC to do it. I'd love them to actually come up and keep us all happy. Yeah. We've had different bits and pieces that have, have done that, but... There's been a few roadblocks in the way. I'll tell you what I'm hoping for about the Marvel, uh, sort of like season four of their, or you know, whatever it is, four of their uh, MCU. I hope we get to see Captain Britain. That is a real character in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, why not? It's the yeah. moment it's very American-centric, apart from... Um, I'm just thinking of David Williams and that. No. Little Britain. <laughs> Sorry, no, I just come to my No. Cap- no, Captain Britain was a good superhero, mm. um, although not a famous one. But then again, I would say that Captain Britain, when I was growing up, was just as famous as Iron Man was. Yeah. You know. But anyway, should we do his last question? Okay. All right. Go so, Nikki's uh, last question is... What are some of the most disgusting movies you've ever seen? Mine are Hatchet 2 and I Spit on Your Grave. Well, I think he's more talking about I Spit on Your Grave, the remake, I think. Because mm. he made a, a, a comment to someone that someone was <clears throat> someone was asking me. This is this is um the Draw One Last Breath podcast about they asked me about my favourite um video nasties. And I was talking about that. So he he came up with um he was talking off the tag of my question, he was talking about I Spit in Your Grave as the sequel. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, if you don't want to know about this, you can just finish the podcast now and say goodnight. But there's one scene, there's one th- part of the body that I think is so delicate, it really just makes me squirm. And it's not what you think I'm thinking. It's the eyes. Okay? God, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, I oh, do, yeah. 
So I see people trying to put, even if someone's trying to put a, a one of those contact lenses on their eyes, I just, no, I could never do it. Honestly, couldn't do it. Mm. Anyway, in the movie I watched Saturday night, which was Zombie 2, which is then known to us as Zombie Flesh Eaters. Okay. <clears throat> this, uh, I see this was one of the original video nasties. And I've got the, the version I've got here is called the Extreme version including material that was banned since 1983 okay and there's a scene where a woman she's she's behind these slats of wood and the zombies come through with their hands and grab her her hair and her head and they're pulling it towards her to want to eat her and what you see is you see a shard of wood sticking out and it's getting closer and closer and closer and you think no surely not when I first saw this the first time back in the day I couldn't believe it the shard of wood goes in her eye, deep, and it twists and pops on the eye. <laughs> it's gross. I mean, I watched it last night, and it, I was okay with it because I've seen it before. But the first time I saw that, that just made me want to sort of... It's like sucking a lemon. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Gave me that feel. Unbelievable. <clears throat> and there was another scene on another movie which one was it uh, i think it was zombie creeping flesh the week before where this zombie put his fist inside this woman's head from the mouth and popped her eyes out <laughs> it's just gross yeah that sounds quite gross <laughs> it's literally his fist right in there and just the whole head exploded outwards like you know yeah oh amazing amazing I don't think you're going to think like that have you any sort of <clears throat> yeah i can think of a couple of uh, films that i've seen well, three immediately popped to mind. One of which was a Peter Jackson movie. Right. Which was Bad Taste. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, I, thought, I just thought that was the perfect name for that movie. It was in Bad Taste. Mm. Um, and then the last two that pop into mind are actually one's a sequel to the other. Okay. Uh, and that is The Human Centipede 1 and 2. Yeah, that's a difficult scenario to discuss, isn't it? Yeah, where, a ma- well, the, the first one is about a mad doctor who um, stitches yeah, I know. a <laughs> man and two women. If anyone's going to eat their dinner yeah. now, please put it yeah. down. To, to, they stitches their, them together while they're alive, removes part of the kneecap so they can't stand, and... The theory that this mad doctor has is that he feeds one of them and then the bodily motions of the first one feeds the second one because he has literally stitched their mouth to the backside of the person in front of them. (laughs) And then the same again. And so on and so on. Yeah, and that's the human centipede. And it is... It was one of those films, it was on Channel 4, I think it was, when I first saw it, or Film 4, one or the other. Mm. And I watched it, and this it, at first it looked like it was like one of those sort of, um, sort of, you know, like uh, teen horror movies sort of thing, because it's three women who were, um, you know, go to this house when it's peeing it down, the car's brought down, or whatever it is, lame story that they've got. And, it, mm. you know, this creepy guy answers the door and you think that, you know, he's going to hold him hostage or whatever, but no, he's actually a surgeon who does this. Mm. And it, 
if it became morbid watching very quickly well, because some of these sorry god some of those some of those films that were that got banned in that um, video nasty era yeah some of them, they don't seem so bad now no and then again it's a different sort of taste i think anyway with with horror movies of today i don't think you do see the gore fest of what you saw then anyway you don't see nothing like it no, and, but, but I think the stories are a little bit more insidious now. You know, yeah. in the eighties, it was done to shock. Now, it is. It's done at a psychological level in a lot of movies. And they sometimes you don't class them as some of those you don't class as horror movies if you're going to get a label or something. Yeah, well, the Human Centipede is not like a conventional horror movie when you think of horror movies you think of friday the 13th nightmare on elm street stuff like that mm. this is more more like a, a horrific psychological drama um that's but that borders on the yeah. horror movie I, t- I, t- I tell you i tell you some more recent stuff i mean if you well if you go back a bit still with, with david cronenberg and he did scanners for example yeah that was quite I would say it's disgusting, but it's well, very, very much grotesque of seeing a head explode in front of everyone on the table. Well, you think about it, Robocop's like that. Well, I tell you what, my ex-missus always turned away. I remember taking her to see that, and the guy, the guy, the guy that um, he remembers halfway through the film from the from the uh, from the guys that killed him. Yeah. And when he got covered in acid at the end. Yeah. And then the car ran over the body, and it just splattered all over, like liquid, all over the all over the car bonnet, and <clears throat> every which way but loose, sort of thing. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about you know in in RoboCop where when he shoots his arm off. Yeah, and you know I remember getting that on uh, VHS and being sort of like so repulsed by it, and it was but oh, really oh god, <laughs> it made me it literally made me feel sick. The whole mm. thought of it, this, this shotgun hitting a hand at, at point blank range and the hand the liquefying. <laughs> there wasn't any other way of describing it. It just liquefied and splattered in every direction. And I remember getting it and going, what did they do there? And I rewound it and I played it on slow motion. Yeah. And it, just seeing it and you just saw the hand going in, you're disintegrating in front of you. And it was sort of like, Wow, and I think I'm gonna puke <laughs> at the same time. Well, it's I mean, if you went back to I Spit on Your Grave, and I think I say Nicky, originally Nicky was, I'm sure he was talking about the remake. Yeah, but in in the original movie, there's a scene where the girl. I don't know if you know the story of I Spit on Your Grave. No. Basically, what it's about. So what it is is this: this girl's raped by all these blokes in the woods, and she she entices them back to kill them, basically. Yeah. So she what what the the girl does she entices one of them into a bath in the, in her place, and she's really sort of trying to sort of turn him on a bit and that, and she's on her knees in the bath he's sitting there, flat in the bath as you would do normally, and then just outside of the bath is a towel under the towel is a knife, and she takes his manhood off. <laughs> With a knife. And that's happening in real life to people as well. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, yeah, my my it's my it makes my cross my legs. I tell you, well, but anything then, like that makes you cross your legs, doesn't it? Really, it doesn't it? But ironically, then you got some stuff like in the fly, which is damn right just grotesque. Yeah, where the, yeah pukes on the hand and it melts. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously that the flies um, have to disintegrate their their prey. Well, well, yeah, that before they suck up, before they suck up. That's how the fly. Yeah, eats. because flies don't have teeth or anything like that, so they no, they, just they excrete suck. a very corrosive acid and then suck yeah. it back up. <laughs> and when he did it to his hand, and he just saw his fist just melt away on that hand. But but that was uh, that was a disgusting movie. That that movie wouldn't have gone anywhere if it wasn't for the fact that it was deliberately designed to shock. Like the that bit was, where, again, he, was where day, he scratches day, his day, ear day. and it drops off, or where he's typing and his teeth fall out. Well, even even the earlier bit, where he, when he's having that arm wrestle in the in the bar, in the, in the, in the cafe, wherever it is. Yeah. And it's very quick when you blink when you see it, but when he, when he, when he wins, he actually moves his... His arm stays still, but when he moves his hand... The, the 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 bone breaks and it pops out. Yeah, you know. And then even some something that's that's horror in a way. And I say it's it's one of the perfect films ever made from John Carpenter is the thing. Yeah. And when you're seeing, give the guy's got a heart attack and they they get the, trying to do a chest with the um, electric shock and the chest opens up with teeth and he takes his arms off mm. <laughs> and then the head because it's just peels away and turns into a spider. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, it's because to a lot to a lot of people that actually turned them off that movie because it was the same year. Because what had happened is, if you don't know this, or some people don't know, the thing was never the hit it is now. No, it, it's it's a, it's a cult it failed. movie. It is, but it failed to a certain degree. And it failed more because it was released just after, just at the same time as ET. Mm. Um, but I, me being me and being odd and weird, I absolutely loved it first time I saw it and never looked back. Yeah, but a lot of people turned their nose up at it. I loved it as well. It's a great movie, you know. So, but yeah, there's just it's just there's loads loads out there, mm. you know. It was, it was some of the stuff from the seventies. If you talk, I'm not even going to mention in The Exorcist what's in that because it's. I don't think it's appropriate. It's, it's, I say it's not appropriate for this podcast to talk about it. I'm, it's been years since I've remembered it, and I might be remembering it wrong, but I seem to remember the hitcher with Rutger Hauer, where mm. uh, a bloke is pulled apart by a vehicle, by two vehicles. Okay, I, I haven't seen it for years. I haven't either, but I seem to remember that that was in that movie. Well, that reminds me of two... Actually, you were saying that reminds me of two other movies, one you've not even mentioned yet, which I'm surprised at. And one I'm going to mention first, and then you're going to say and come back and tell me about this movie I'm going to say in the second place. So the, one of the times I saw that was in Day of the Dead. So George Aramayo yeah. did, obviously, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Day of the Dead. And in Day of the Dead, a, a load of the zombies grab this one guy. Yeah. And they pull him apart from his arms and legs. So his body guts just spill out and everyone's then diving in and eating it. Mm. And they use real animal carcasses to make this effect. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Shaun of the I Dead. Told you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, where um, the guy off Black Books uh, ends up getting split in half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I knew, I knew you were going to mention it. I brought that one up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, 
It's loads. Yeah, but to me, I think that these things work best where you only see whatever for the fraction of a second and the rest is done off screen because I think, you know, and, and not too gratuitous either because I think that the effect that it has in your mind's eye is much worse than what they would ever it's show all, you on it, screen. Because that's that's suggestive, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I, I prefer that sort of stuff. Like the way the alien is done. And aliens, mind you, mind you, saying that a, the chest busting scene in Alien. Yeah, but forget about the ch- yeah, that that's grotesque, but but fitting. But in terms of the actual assaults by the alien, mm. that's done in very you know quick <clears throat> flashes, and you know like this the smattering of blood going on a wall. It's not showing you really gratuitous stuff. I mean, I mean, some stuff you don't see think to cure. I say it now. Um, grotesque we say but then it's suggested because you know he's going on is even in the Hannibal movies yeah when he's there picking his brain and he's eating it like when he cook, when he's cooking it yeah and yeah. feeding it to him yeah yeah that that was uh that's just that's just that's just odd isn't it that, yeah, but, but you know it's just crazy well, it's the way our brains work because they can't detect pain and he can slice away bits of it it's true yeah that's it yeah I've never known it happen with somebody aware. I mean, but there you go. It, in that in that touch of death, I was watching um, the other night, uh, last week on Amazon. Just going to look at it. It's, 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 it's funny, but it's the first scene you see of that. You see, you see him cooking a. a it looks like a a big steak, and he's sitting at the table, sitting there in front of the TV. And I know for a fact that is not a bit of steak. It's going to come from somewhere else. And you go in. He goes into this room next door. And this woman's laid out there bare naked and dead as a dodo. And you can see where he's hacked her leg to get that chunk of meat out. Mm. You know, it's just, uh, yeah. Oh, it's, it was, it was, it was a fun time for the, for the video nasties. Yeah. But I mean, even in TV series nowadays, things like The Walking Dead, you know, because some of that's really quite horrific when you actually look at it, where, you know, the, well, you got the, the you have the blood, but you don't. They don't go over the edge, do they? Well, I think that they do sometimes. I can't remember if they ever did. To be honest, not into the fact of now. I've just been sitting watching these sort of movies. They've never got this close. I don't know. I, th- I think that they have because it, certainly in the, mo- the more recent series, because there's been bits where you know the zombies have bitten and then moved backwards, and you can see the intestines and skin <coughs> stretching before it rips and snaps. Man, I don't know. I compare that to something. Well, like Dawn of the Dead. Obviously, there's a few different cuts to that movie, yeah. and there's one cut there where you act, you see a hatchet going through man's head, literally yeah. from top to bottom. And there's even the point of the fact that you see them bite, and they you see them pull that whole chunk of skin and flesh away completely. Yeah, and it's done almost. It's like it looks in slow motion to a certain degree, but you see that whole chunk come out in someone's mouth. And that probably not been in The Walking Dead. That sort of style. But, yeah, it gives me a taste for some more, that does now. I fancy some. <laughs> anyway, should we leave it on that thought? Yeah, let's leave it on that thought. So do you want to do your contacts? <clears throat> okay, so at Twitter handle, at Steve007, PSN ID, the real Steve007. I actually turned it on the other night, believe it or not. Me. And then I turned it off. Yeah, so you did the update. <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah, I did that. 
And oh, I forgot to. Yeah, sorry. I wanted to play. I wanted to play a, a virtual reality game. I never got around to do it, but we'll, talk, we'll wait for next week for okay. that. And that was virtual reality. That was the um, the golf demo. At, uh, All right, yeah. For everybody's golf. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so Xbox Steve 007. Um, don't worry about emails. You can do the obviously the, the pop culture game is one, but you can catch me on Twitter more than anything else. You'll find me there any day of the week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you, and yourself, mate. Well, mine, I'm H-E-R-J-U-K on absolutely everything. PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, Uplay, Twitter. You can find me on YouTube that way, etc., etc. Uh, if you're in, enjoying the show, you can join our Facebook group. Just search for Pop Culture Gamers. If you've got any inquiries and you want to uh, ask us, then you can contact podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. Our website is popculturegamers.podbean.com. You can also, if you want to support the show on um, Patreon by going to Pop Culture Gamers there, um, any donations to help us just pay for hosting would be greatly appreciated. You can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or even your Echo device using our skill as well. Um, and also if you want to uh, watch us play games, well, you can definitely watch me play games on twitch.tv forward slash H-E-R-J-U-K. And that's a wrap. Number 46 in the bag. So all we need to say is now it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. You are about to witness history in the making.